0: Hello internet and welcome to the Friendship Snake podcast. I'm your host Wade Mariano and I'm joined as always by Trace Finnecaro. And we actually have a very special guest today. Gunnar Kennedy is not in the building. Gunner's at work. Sorry Gunner. sucks to be you. But we have a one Jeremy Actomic Ackerman. Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, let us let us jump in. So Apple made an announcement. It's probably the biggest tech, I guess, headline, I'd say, of the week. That's what all I saw on YouTube. Apple is getting into the, I guess, the financial game. Uh, they're coming out with their own credit card, the Apple card. Um, some of the baseline features they had, they said it's the best uh, interest rate on a rewards-type card. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the caveat, because I think they maybe said, oh, one of the best interest rates. Really, it's not one of the best. You can get a... A non-rewards type card at like eight point five percent But it is the best interest rate on a reward style card or a cash back card if you will um, At thirteen point five percent is what where it kind of starts off is like the best you can get and then it goes up to Like twenty five from there like all the other ones do as well um, What their difference with that is is that there are no fees with it uh, like at all There's no fees and I guess the packaging uh, if that's what you want to call it is pretty slick. So One of the things that I saw that was interesting, other credit cards do this where they show you kind of what you spend your money on. Yeah. Um, However, when you pay your bill, there's like a slider on this Apple card Mm -hmm, thing and mm -hmm. it shows you like how much interest you're paying until you have like no interest, which is kind of an interesting visual because a lot of credit cards kind of almost keep that hidden. They they want you to not really see it and kind of stay guessing. You could do all this stuff, all these analytics yourself, but you'd be you'd be spending maybe an hour, you know, in Excel, you know, trying to figure out.
1: I sign into these US credit card websites and I can't believe in 2019 how their websites still look like it's fucking 2000. They are the worst websites. Like you can't find a button to pay your bill. Um, And one of the things they make fun of in the Apple presentation, which I completely agree with is you don't know who the hell you paid. That's the weirdest part. It's like, M E R C H one seven two six four. Oh, like on your
2: billing statement. On your
1: billing statement, yeah. You're like who the hell did I pay this to? And <laughs> Apple said that they're working with the um, they're they're working so that they can translate those back to the business name. Well, they can so do, it'll actually come across and say, oh, that was Walgreens.
0: So now, also in this app, your geolocation essentially is recorded with your purchase so if you want to if you don't remember who well i don't remember charging this it'll show you it'll go to apple maps or whatever and show you the location oh
1: sure yeah because they you- have a live they they have a good idea at least your phone doesn't necessarily have to be with you right you know your son could be across the street hitting up a pokey stop while mm-hmm. you're going to walgreens but yeah i guess they would have a pretty good idea like 90 Probably 90-something percent of the time, right. the geolocation of your phone is also going to be the location of the place that you're Makes buying sense. stuff it's
2: from. It's using Apple Pay.
1: It's funny how they've thrown in the towel on Apple Pay. That's the part that's interesting to me. And I shouldn't say that. But, like, I mean, Australia, they said, was like 99% equipped for Apple Pay. The United States wasn't as high. But the fact that they're like, yeah, I guess we're going to have to get
0: a card. Well yeah, that's like the other interesting thing. They're like, you know, if all you need is your phone, but if for some reason you don't have your phone, you get this platinum or mm-hmm. excuse me, this titanium uh, card, like laserettes with just your name, there's not a number on there, and an RFID chip. Yeah. Um and that is that's what you use in lieu of that. Yeah, um, there's
1: there's no number. The 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 three digit security code on the back isn't there.
2: Really? See, I haven't even seen this announcement. Like yeah. I heard of it, but mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read any articles. Or and anything.
0: like if the cashback stuff, uh, it's three percent on any Apple purchases, two um, percent on any digital purchases, and then one percent on any physical purchases. Like, is is cashback? I, everybody I talk to makes it sound like cashback
1: is this big deal. I wish they would just get rid of it and lower the well, fucking. I rates.
0: think well, that well, that's the thing. That's why I said like, if you didn't get like a rewards card, you could go to a credit union and. You know, a good credit union will give you, a, if you have excellent credit, like an 8.5% um, interest rate.
1: And my coworker was like, oh, well, I'm getting cash back this week on this department store, so I'm going to go buy everything there. It's like, you're fucking cattle. Like, you're a sheep. What are you doing?
2: I mean, they're basically just enticing you to use this card because yeah. they're hoping that you, you know, don't pay it and have to get a late fee. Yeah, or pay like carry much the interest balance down the road. Carry the fucking you know, balance. If you're paying more interest than you're getting cash back, what's the
0: point? Yeah. Yeah. And that's. It, it's an interesting. Um, it's interesting, I think, but it's only interesting because it's Apple. Mm-hmm. Like it's if if it was Visa, Mastercard, Chase, pick your bank, pick your financier. Um, but it's but it's not like Apple doesn't typically have, you know, uh, you would they don't have like their beginnings in finance. You know what I mean? They're not like traditionally a bank, so you do wonder. But I guess like you know they have services and stuff. It's just. Yeah, no they're, they're not a credit bank. for Apple. You know they're not mean? a bank,
1: but in a lot of ways, they they slowly become one. So, like if you think about how PayPal started off, right? PayPal isn't. You don't really think of PayPal as a bank. When they started off it was just a way to pay somebody on the other end but what ends up happening is they have to hold on to that money for a certain amount of time until the other person's bank can accept it so they kind of accidentally become a bank because the transactions have to flow through them and paypal eventually started offering a debit card and a credit card and i've heard great things about paypal like i mean i, I don't know anybody i know gunner had some issues at i think it was at a walgreens but besides that um, and that was Walgreens that screwed up, not PayPal. Right. Um, I've heard great things about PayPal. Their rewards are good. Their interest rates are good. Uh, so it kind of makes sense with Apple having their their app store. A lot of money goes through that app store, right? You want to you know, pay for another, um, I don't know, 20 lives in Candy Crush or whatever people are spending their money on. I don't know what people spend their money on because I'm that guy that just puts up with the advertisements and doesn't give them any money at all because I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine paying for Candy Crush. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played Candy Crush. I just, not, it, isn't it just fucking?
0: It's just a time waster. Isn't it's, it
1: just Doctor Mario or whatever? What was the Mario
0: with the pills? Doctor Mario like, was, was the was the game on it's the Tetris, original Nintendo Tetris, but with system. pills, right? Yeah, it was the pills that came down. Yeah, yeah.
1: What the? That's. I think that's all it is.
0: It's it's a yeah, essentially a variation of that. Yeah, really, it's it's just an updated version of uh, was it Bejeweled? Was that the first one that came out? God. Bejeweled and then Candy Crush. What if they,
1: Candy Crush and Doctor Mario got together and they did like Opiate Crush, Opioid Crush? Yeah, yeah. And you could like you could get these like these these like sweet oxies ox- come down. the top. Yeah, oh, you get the oxy's and you start to like get like drowsier and drowsier.
0: But then you start if, to like infect and, and make the community shittier and rot it out from the inside. Yeah, yeah and then know. like if, that seems a little fucking grim.
1: If you don't win any, if you don't like win any oxy for a couple of days, you start getting diarrhea. oh.
2: Well, no, you just you just like leave the game and you go rob somebody. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you have to go steal your fucking loved one's like credit card. And We'd then... contract
1: it with GTA, and you would actually like be able to like like Grand Theft Auto would just it would just switch to Grand Theft Auto, and you could just start stealing stuff. You
0: start rifling through fucking drawers trying to find your cousin's Apple card. You're like
2: in a parking lot going through unlocked car doors.
1: You find some guy in the street and you get that crocodile heroin, and then your arm falls off when you shoot it. Oh fuck!
0: That's a, that's. I don't know if that's gonna sell.
1: But that's where Apple makes all of its money is off there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that will kind of content. anybody
0: will pay a dollar. It's it's interesting. Um, when I first heard it, I was like, "Fuck that!" because I'm kind of anti Apple. But it's. I guess I have a difficult time. It does seem a little bit. Like it's just for like the Apple fanboy because the facts are is that if you want a better interest rate, you can find a better credit card, non reward So I guess they can say that, you know. What I mean? But if you, you want to be smart about your finances and pay the lowest interest rate, there are plenty of other cards out there that are better options. And as far as the cashback goes, everyone else offers a better cashback because they don't have like the conditions of in the Apple store, digital purchases and physical purchases. It's all just your purchases are between two and most of them are 1.5% back right with apple it's only a 1% back so that 0.5 you know may not seem like a lot and maybe it's not depending on how much you use your card but it could add up and it's not the best rate but it it how doesn't the- really the it's got some slick features like they put a cool wrapper on it and they put some cool packaging so i think that's what makes it maybe a little bit unique as far as the tracking and showing you all like the analytics of where you're spending how much you're spending the percentage that you're spending of of total spent on that card that really credit cards should have had by now that they just don't care to and did they just become their own bank
1: and this is the part i'm
0: interested about like if you look
1: at like lowe's or you go to um a home depot or you go to like like a jewelry store they, they they tell you that they offer a department store card, but when you actually flip it over, it's actually a bank. Yeah, right. Because not all, not all, no, not, not all. Of some them, of, the them of them are just their own credit line. You're right. You're right. Like I think K Jewelers or something like that. It's just that's some the first weird one that comes to mind. But
2: most of them are like Synchrony or like I forget that other one that's like yeah. Comedy Bank or something like that.
1: Yeah. So like like, did Apple just invent a bank overnight? Like did they, or is did they contract? Another bank to do their work, but it's under non-disclosure, so that you don't know. Like maybe it's Chase, but they're putting Apple's brand on top of it. What's really interesting to me is the privacy. And that whole 0.5%, they can keep their 0.5%. If, if If I know that there's actually some privacy around my purchases. Right now, I don't know where my data is going. It's scary. Right. Like you have the major credit reporting agencies. They kind of make sense if you're getting a new card but why do they know why do they have a live status of whether or not I'm paying you know what I'm saying they should be able to get reports as like like once every 6 months or or once every 12 months but like almost as an on request thing yes i authorize you to go and get and run a credit report for me but i they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to just allow some of these companies to send me these platinum card offers in the mail as soon as you get your first credit card, it's like you get just bombarded with credit card offers. Oh, hey, you borrowed money? You probably want to be in debt for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, it is kind of scary when... I remember like, you know you're out of school, <coughs> excuse me, like, you know you're out either, either high school or college, whichever, when you start getting all those fucking credit card bombardments, you know, for like the $500 limit right at the start, and then like, you get it, and then they up it, and it's just like, they want you, they want your fucking money, like they... Credit cards are a reality for a lot of people. Um, I cut mine up years ago and never fucking looked back. Because you don't have any? No, I refuse. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I got into such bad... I was I mean, when I got out of college, I literally took one out and then, you know, I'm working three jobs, minimum wage in each, busting my fucking hump, just trying to make ends meet. And when when I say make ends meet, like, just be able to afford my student loan payment because there's no fucking way I could have afforded rent. I, I would have needed, like, eight fucking roommates, because I put myself through college, and I got into fucking trouble. You know what I mean. And so I cut the fucker up. I paid the balance off. So you have zero credit cards. I have zero credit cards. Wow. Everything I pay for is with cash. If I can't afford it, then I don't get it. What about you? I have a bunch of credit cards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I figured everybody on the planet does nowadays.
1: But. Yeah, I have. I have quite a few. Um, I have quite a few myself. I have. Um, like I think we covered on one of our episodes, but I ran into an issue where. I was having trouble paying for something at Lowe's. because oh, I the saw transaction, that on Facebook. Yeah, the transaction cost was so high. So I'm like, I'm like, man, what the fuck do I do? And some, my, bank, my bank wouldn't allow the transaction to go through. We had the money. They wouldn't allow the transaction to go through. Meanwhile, I go to Lowe's website. They allow me to raise my limit. They, I doubled it on their website. Mm-hmm. And then I could add my wife on their website and then she just swiped the card. Like you did
2: it like all at the cash register on your phone or something?
1: It, essentially, yes. I mean, I was home with the kids and she was out she was buying the, the cabinets. Mm-hmm. And the the problem with the cabinets, I don't know if if you guys have ever sat down and done any of this with with Lowe's, but the problem with the cabinets is you you kind of go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You got different designs, you got different brands, you got different quotes. You don't actually pay for anything until you pay for it. So, she didn't know if we were going to order them that day. So I didn't call the bank and say, hey, can you increase my limit? Even if I did, I I could only have called them. um, My bank happens to be a small credit union, Mm -hmm. and I only could have called them before noon on a Saturday. right? Most of our shopping is done on Saturday and Sunday because it's my days off. Not that everybody should have weekends off, but a lot of people do. So for the bank to not be able to raise my limit at, at those hours, now, in hindsight, I should have written a check. I didn't realize it. I didn't. I mean, she who goes even, around with a checkbook nowadays? It is, I
0: mean, it, it is. She like, had
1: one. Believe it or not, <laughs> she had a fucking checkbook in her in her purse. She could have done it. They, they didn't. They didn't say it. The guy that she talked to on the phone, because they have like an after-hour service, but they can't raise your yeah, they can't raise your your per day withdrawal limit. She didn't. She didn't think of it. He didn't think of it. That would have fixed the problem, but it was strange to me that I could go right on this. I think it's Synchrony. I think Lowe's is through Synchrony, is like it? you were saying. And I could go on there and I, I doubled my limit. I, it more than doubled. I think it was like six grand and I kept it low. I wanted to keep my credit limit for Lowe's low because it's easy when you're at a home improvement store to rack it up. And I was able to bump it up, I think, to 16,000. So it's more than doubled.
2: Did you have to answer a questionnaire if uh, you were making a purchase for a certain amount?
1: Um, or just all it up. did no, all it did is um it just asked it asked me it it like asked me what my salary was because it's gone up a little bit since mm-hmm. last year. It's like, hey just before we do this and it said you've been instantly approved for a sixteen thousand dollar credit limit
0: that's and that's I mean I see the advantages of it I just myself is with it, as far as like a car payment, like I understand why you got to take out an auto loan like everyone does that because cars are crazy expensive. Even if people have you know thirty grand, twenty five grand sitting in the bank to drop it all at once on a vehicle, for most people that would be a, a sizable amount, and it would be kind of nervous, like you don't have that anymore. Yeah, you have the car, but
1: cars cars are weird too. And and uh, and uh, Ackerman, we call him Ackerman by the way. For some reason, his first name is just left. Nobody knows my first name. <laughs> <laughs> we usually just call him Ack. But uh, Ack works in retail, and retail has a place. Right? It has a place because there's some products that you want to be able to touch before yeah, you buy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A car to me is an interesting one. There are some new features in the cars that you really want to have a salesman for, but a lot of the features you don't need a salesman for. Like people are like, oh, take it for a test drive. It's like, well, it's just a car, it has a steering wheel and a gas pedal. You're not going to get this crazy awesome experience. The only things you could really experience in the car and you take it a, dri- a test drive for is like the stereo
0: my the, thing is like cruise control with car purchasing and, and we're kind of off apple but we're going to get back on and we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff but it's interesting when you when you know i we talk about cars you're only in the market to get a car like when you really need one very few people are like eh, i'm kind of sick of my car i'm just going to go get a new one. car this week yeah right like very few people have <laughs> oh, the finance 30 grand. <laughs> to be that way but it's like you're only looking for a car when you're like kind of really in the market for one. Like, eh, my old rides or you or, or you lease
1: people that lease. Well, lease is definitely true. different. Yeah, yeah.
0: which um, I know some people that lease, and I see the advantages of it, but I think it can be get real tricky in our area because you do have to drive and commute so many different places. It's not like a major city hub where you can take public transportation, so you could really rack up those miles relatively. Yeah, if quickly. you're
2: like commuting back and forth, like if you work in Syracuse, you're driving hundred miles a day or so. right uh, yeah you'll rack that up quick
0: yeah it won't like it's the leasing i'm totally with um but it's just kind of that's that i could see like all right but but even then though it's still the case of my lease is probably coming up it's time to start looking for another vehicle you're still like not just usually deciding Eh, i don't want this vehicle anymore i want i want a different one you're still kind of in the market where you're probably going to purchase and the fact is is that You can say till you're blue in the face, like, I'm going to go and find the best deal. But it's like, it's kind of tiring. You're probably going to go to maybe one or two dealerships. You're not going to get much farther than that. But, like,
1: uh, there was an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, and he talks about car dealerships. And most states actually have laws that prohibit cars from being sold brand new unless they're through a dealership. So the whole dealership problem where you go and you get the coffee and you get the donuts and you have to sit down with a salesman and haggle him and haggle him and haggle him, that whole process is actually law in most states. You actually can't just go to Dodge and say, hey, I want to get a brand new Charger or whatever their latest vehicle is. You can't just buy it cash from them. You have to go through the dealership process. So in that case, to me, I mean, it's nice that there's jobs, but what? what a fucking crock of shit like you can't just buy a car you don't know you actually don't have any idea how much it's how much it costs they do this suggested real retail price suggested yeah. for what isn't that why uh tesla tried to yeah right absolutely and, and that was kind of where i wanted to go is that tesla said you know what if you want our if you want the, the these these tesla cars to be cheaper if you actually want the price point to be what we promised it, we have to stop this process of dealerships because it's costing the company money, which means it, it, the, it increases the sticker price on the
0: car. Well, yeah, they're keeping a physical location open and paying mm-hmm. all these salesmen and, 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 and office fo- staff and, and, the and their jobs. on so to... the grain. So they yeah. went
1: and shut all of their dealerships. <clears throat> this is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. They went and shut all their dealerships down. A whole bunch of people were laid off, and they realized they actually needed them to sell.
2: I it was right too now, difficult. It might was be too wrong, but I'm to pretty sell. sure the only Tesla dealer is in New York City, like the closest one to us.
0: Really? That I'm sure. I when I was down in Charlotte, so Charlotte is really up and coming. Um, there's a lot of new money down there in, in North Carolina. A lot of plants moved from the north down to North Carolina. But like I knew <laughs> I knew that it was kind of like, well, okay, this is actually an up and coming. This is mm-hmm. pretty; pr- they're doing pretty good because there was like a Tesla dealership right there, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! My-.
1: Charlotte is the fastest growing city in the United States.
0: Yeah, and I believe it. They've they like doubled it. their
1: population in ten years or something like that. It is insane. It's so fast, and and I spent some time down there on um, on a winter vacation this year, and it's crazy because it is just all of these housing developments are all being popped up at the same time. There's just so many of them. And that's actually the only housing you can really get is inside, you know, these housing developments. Which a lot of people are listening, and they're like, "Well, yeah, of course." But for us, I mean, in, in our area, we don't see that a whole lot.
0: Like there are housing developments. Don't be wrong; it's not like rare. You have to travel a little bit. Um, but yeah, as the population's declining in our area, well, you, there's yeah, always exactly. houses.
2: You just buy it. Yeah, somebody's there's houses that house. are vacant.
0: Right. Yeah, they just aren't having sold or. Yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't want to get in the housing market. I don't want I don't want this to be a fucking depressing podcast. <laughs>
1: so, so Apple is getting into the banking industry, or they're contracting somebody, and we don't know who they're contracting. Yeah, we're
0: not sure. I'm not sure. Those details have not came out. And frankly, if they haven't come out now, they'll probably never they come probably out. They probably won't. Yeah.
1: No, because, I mean, Apple probably can't just start offering credit cards overnight. But whoever they go through, they're going to have different quality standards. They're going to say, listen, no, this, we need to know you're on a different computer system. We need to know that you're not selling the information to the credit bureaus. We want it to be private. And if there's anything... People hate Apple because they cost so much. People hate Apple because they claim to be innovative and then they drop some innovative ideas. Like you see that they just announced that the, the wireless charging system that they've been working on for two or three years is completely dead. Really? They announced it. They finally announced... So they
2: saw phones that can be wirelessly charged, but yes. they still are never going to offer a they, they
1: said that the charger they'd been working on for two years, they could not get it to function properly, and they killed the project. They announced it last week. Do
0: you think that that's actually the case, or do you think it's more the case if it's not cost-effective to even put it out? No, up?
1: I think I think they actually couldn't figure out, and this is the problem with wireless charging in general. Anybody who uses a, a wireless I charger do. on their phone, you do? I yeah. do, too. It works really well if the phone is placed in a certain spot on the charger.
2: That's very true. Yeah. I uh, just got... Like a cheap wireless charger, mm-hmm. and if you like don't have it in the right spot, it doesn't even work. You'll wake up and you'll be like, "Oh shoot, my phone never charged."
1: Right. So what Apple was trying to do is they were trying to make a pad that was big enough so that you could set your phone and your watch and maybe another phone on it. And it was like it was almost like a larger oval size charger, something that you could just have on your countertop and you can just tr- casually drop your phone on there. The problem is, is that Apple wants it to be a seamless experience. They want it to be very convenient for the person, they don't want the person to have to move it around until some green light comes on. Sure. Of course, there is no green light on these chargers. Mm -hmm. You have to actually look at the charging thing on it, and even then, it's not necessarily accurate. Like if you have a pop socket on the back of your phone, which are super popular, or a loopy, or something. Oh, they won't even hold on to it. Yeah, it's actually will bring it too far away, and or sometimes it'll it'll charge it very slowly. Hmm. Right. You have these issues where, and you'll you'll hear your phone and be like. "Eh." and it's because it's charging and then it's losing connection it's charging it's losing connection so apple had this this larger oval pad and they wanted you to be able to, to just just drop your phone on it but in order to do that somehow they needed to be able to know exactly where the phone was placed and try to charge it there and in doing so they were having technical issues overheating issues um the phone being set down but not charging issues and they're like we we regret to inform you, but we're not ready. We're not ready to make a product that meets the quality standards that we would want to see. And in that's the, commendable. In the that industry.
0: like that's 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 good. And if that's the case, then that's that's fine. One of the other aspects that they're talking about, and Trace, you, you touched on it a little bit, was like the the privacy. Like you'll mm-hmm. have a card number, but you'll like that will get stored in like your wallet and yeah. kind of with your Apple ID Yeah. and you'll never like really see it again mm-hmm. like and no one, but with that no one's going to see it again like so yeah. that you're kind of it's a convenience thing and it's kind of a safety thing but one of the things that it kind of I don't know I wouldn't say makes me nervous but definitely makes me a little cautious is this kind of integration of who you are with your, and your credit like oh, yeah. your credit is kind oh. of like it's already there we're already there kind of but it's just more of like it's just one little more thing integrated like i don't really know what my credit card number is or what Mm -hmm. my debit card number is like i just use my name this is my identity right like this is the other weird thing is that the card
1: is supposed to be for
0: the for, for people however
1: their whole apple wallet system is for apple yeah, And this is something that, that Apple is, is struggling with. They have an identity crisis with. And if you watch the Apple TV announcements for this and, and th- that's something I really want to talk about because I'm so f- I, I, I always try taking us off topic on the TV because I'm so interested. I saw in- the
2: TV thing, but I don't know much about it other than it sounds cool.
1: Yeah. But with the Apple with the Apple wallet thing, do, are they going to offer an Apple wallet app for Android?
0: That's like the. That's interesting, right? Because well, now it's. So how do I get to my credit card number? Do I have to
1: keep carry this Apple account? That's and where they're going to come in? from.
2: They they want to convert everybody over to Apple. They want I, that, you get that, this card. You're going to have to get an Apple ID. You're going right. to have to do this, and then before you know it, you're like, you know what? I kind of like Apple. Maybe and I should act, try an are Absolutely,
0: you it, are absolutely correct. This is it, it, to get
1: that may be true, but this is not, they're not selling an Apple device here. They're selling an Apple credit card. Right, and but you they're, have to remember that you didn't need a Mac to use an iPhone. You didn't need you didn't need an iPhone to use the Apple Watch. Right, you could the use experience iTunes. Is a little bit better.
0: You could use iTunes on your PC. Like yeah, you, that you don't
1: even need you don't even need an iPhone, and a lot of people don't even know this. You don't even need an iPhone to use the new EarPods, or the, even the original EarPods, the little tiny wireless.
2: The EarPods. will just Bluetooth to anything? I've never tried it. They'll but, Bluetooth
1: to anything. Yeah. Yes, they work perfectly fine with Android and. That's something that a lot of people they feel this way. Same thing with their mice. You get go and get a uh, what do they call it? They used to be called a Mighty Mouse. Now it's called a Magic some, Mouse. Magic mouse. Or, yeah. You go and you buy yourself a Magic Mouse. It's Bluetooth. It works perfectly fine with a Dell or with 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 an HP or with or even a fucking Chromebook for that matter. You can use it with a goddamn Chromebook. Apple, although they they are perceived as incestual, you know. All their products need to also be Apple, right? They're all part of this big Apple family. And the reality of it is, why would they limit their market of all the interest that they can get on credit cards? Why would they limit that to just people who have an iPhone or a Mac? The reality of it is is that they didn't tell us the details in the presentation. They have to have a way to manage that account. They probably will require you to create an Apple ID, and then you'll have to get the information from their website. But now you've created a strange attack vector. Now, because you remember the whole iCloud thing where, like, Lindsay Lohan's photos were being stolen, right? I have an
0: old Apple ID when I had an iPhone when I was doing beer sales. And, like, it's out there, but it's been inactive for years now.
1: And you'll probably have to fire that back up. But how are you going to get that number? Somehow... Just gaining access to your Apple account also gives you access to your credit cards. So their whole idea before was, oh, the credit card's stored on the device. Nobody can ever get to it. How is that going to work now that they're trying to break out of the Apple ecosystem? That's a technical issue that they have to explain. Chances are, and I'm willing to bet money on this, is they're going to offer an app that encrypts it on Android as well. I would imagine you you would
0: have to at first, but I do agree with Ak in that. The end game of this is to incorporate you into the the Apple ecosystem. And this is where the argument changes. So,
1: if you did you see the Apple TV announcements? I did not.
2: So, I saw like a headline and mm-hmm. just like a real quick summary of it. Um, but I think it was that Apple is basically going to offer like Apple TV, Fire Stick, and some other devices that has Fire all your TV stick. in one.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. They actually, and the funny thing about it is, their their original content is so limited right now that they they actually were showcasing Amazon content during the presentation. Hmm. They had the whatever the amazing Maisie or whatever the Amazon show is right now. The Amazon's pushing really hard. They must have come into an agreement with with Amazon before the presentation because the Amazon content was all over their presentation. Hmm. What they've done is they've just. Gotten the fire stick and added iTunes support. I'm not kidding. Apple TV is what Amazon has already been offering, where it gets your HBO, it gets your Showtime, it gets your ABC, it gets your NBC, throws them all inside one interface, easy to navigate. That's all Apple's doing with this new Apple TV. What's What's so really game-changing, though... Is
2: anything on the Apple TV actually changing? Is it just a new app
1: on there? What's happening with Apple TV is, is Apple TV is going to be more like the Fire Stick where it can actually sign into those services for you and pull the content in. Hmm. So if you're like, hey, what's, what do I have to watch? It'll say, oh, well, you pay for a subscription to NBC's Unlimited or whatever they so have. So it's all
2: integrated on one thing. You don't have to go to the Netflix app or That's the Hulu right. app or That's whatever. That's right. Wait, wait, wait.
1: First right. problem is... They told Netflix to go fuck themselves or vice versa. Netflix is like, sorry, I want nothing to do with you, Apple. That's the first interesting thing politically. Yeah. Them and Netflix do not talk. So you cannot get to your Netflix account through Which, Apple Which right
0: now, maybe 10 years from now, it's not a big deal. Maybe, maybe Netflix comes and goes the way of the dinosaur. But right now, that's a problem. It's a major problem.
1: That's the first thing. By the way, Amazon can get to Netflix. So out of the gate, it's like unless you really? have a... Yeah, Amazon can look into Netflix and say, "Hey, do you want to resume the show that you were watching yesterday?" Because Amazon's already done all of this with their interface. If you go to the Amazon uh, uh, page, if you go to their page uh, through your web browser, you can get to this. But a lot of people just go and get the thirty-dollar Fire Stick, plug it into their TV, and open you, the get Netflix
2: app on the Fire Stick. Yeah, and yeah. yeah like I have that. a Fire Stick, but I don't ever use it for anything.
1: The other thing is, is that most of these interfaces are a little bit more. They realize there's more to TV than TV right? And Apple's kind of trying to do it, but they're in an identity crisis. Um, they, they they introduced Apple Arcade during the same thing, which we can get into that separately, but they're like, oh, well, games will be over here and you pay a monthly subscription fee. It's like Apple, you pretty much own mobile gaming. You could bring that to the big screen overnight, just flip a switch, offer those games for other platforms but no you're going to make a monthly subscription fee so now you're going to find games in arcade and then other games are going to be in the app store whatever that's apple arcade and we can get into that 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 next but when it when it comes to the TV content there's more than just TV my children think TV is a youtube channel
0: well TV changing
1: for sure so they got their fucking head up their ass did if they're targeting Showtime and HBO, that's good because they have great original content. But they have great original content for people that are twenty years or older. Why doesn't that's Apple true. TV yeah. talk to Twitch? Why, do, you know what I'm saying? What planet are they on where they're focusing all of their attention towards the adult consumers? So, what about the up and coming consumers?
0: Well, I think that um, uh, that's tough because now you're 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 parsing or you're 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 splitting up your resources on. Yeah, we obviously want the young to target the young consumers, but you already are. Like every small kid I know plays on an iPad. That's what they ask for, the iPad or whatever, right? Like as far as you I don't know how much you want to really invest in targeting, you know, the younger younger kids that have no spending power, like you really do have That's to pander mostly too. to the good- ages 20, 21 or 20 25 really to like 50. That's your Highest. What it comes down to is, it,
1: it, the way I see it is, Showtime's like, sure, yeah, you can, you can reach into our collection and you can recommend that somebody watches Dexter. We'll give them the first episode for free. Any more, they got to subscribe to Showtime anytime or whatever their subscription service is called. Showtime has to pay a portion of that subscription fee back to Apple. And it's a pretty hefty amount. You know, like 15% to 30%, depending on their arrangement, right? Now, what's happening is, and this is the TV wars, and we're in them, but it's a new concept of TV, right? Because TV is a la carte now. You pay for what you get. But it's actually fragmented it. Now it's even harder to watch a TV show. You used to be able to buy a cable package. You'd be able to flip through the channels. Now you can get your CBS All Access Pass, but that's not gonna give you your NBC stuff. It's not gonna give you your Fox stuff. You get a couple of episodes, you can't get ones that are more than two weeks old. It's this very strange fragmented thing.
2: See, I don't watch a lot of TV with some of the, like, the regular channel apps. I do like Showtime, but mm-hmm. maybe HBO, but I don't really do like the NBC, the CBS, that type of stuff. And,
1: and Apple's pandering to these guys, and that's the part that kind of bothers me. I wanted them to open up and say, listen, we made this easy, we made this cheap, you get everything you want for this price. The problem is, you know what they would be doing? They'd be making a fucking cable package, right? Spe- Essentially, yeah. And Spectrum's already done that, right? They'd yeah. have, and uh, YouTube is offering it now too, right? And this is where it gets political. The reason they're not going to show Good Mythical Morning episodes in the middle of your Apple TV feed is because YouTube did the same bullshit that Amazon did to Google. The same thing. It, there is this. I don't want to give you fifteen percent problem right so youtube wants to have a tv service but it's a reoccurring it's a reoccurring bill you're not paying for the youtube app and that's kind of how the app the app market used to be you want angry birds you pay three dollars for the unlocked version you only pay once for the rest of your life right maybe they'll have add-ons but the add-ons are kind of like 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 a new feature and you know uh Whoever the Roxio or I don't know the name of the company that that, that makes uh, that makes Angry Birds, they would be perfectly fine giving up that fifteen percent because if it weren't for the App Apple Store to begin with, people wouldn't have found the game. TV is different, so is sales. Apple wants to treat them as in app purchases. So it's like an upgrade, you know, it's an upgrade to the app. But in reality, it's not adding any more functionality to the app. It is a marketplace inside a marketplace. And Amazon was the first one to fight this. And they said, I don't want to give Apple my money. I don't want to give Google my money. If you want to buy something on Amazon, you got to open up your web browser and you got to punch in all your information, your credit card information. You got to create your sign in. And every time you click purchase, it actually opens up a web browser. Because the moment that it docks the credit card that you used, that you have on file with If it Apple, pings it
0: through the marketplace. It goes
1: through the, right. And they want that 15%. YouTube, when they decided they were going to start offering TV, they said, you know what? Enough's enough. We're going to do what Amazon did. Now, this is where it gets ironic. Google owns YouTube. YouTube said, fuck you to Apple, said, fuck you to to, to Fire TV, right? So Amazon's not getting the percentage, through Google, for, for Google purchases, your YouTube purchases, you, know, you could buy movies, you can have a subscription. Google doesn't want to give it to Amazon, but Amazon was the first one that told Google that they didn't want to do it. Hey, open up a web browser. So now you have multiple marketplaces that refuse to pay, and all it does is it inconveniences the user. I can't use the credit card on file with Apple. Because none of these companies can figure out how the hell they're going to allow pass-through purchases. Everything to them falls under the in-app purchase rule, and the in-app purchase rule says fifteen percent, thirty percent.
0: And when it comes to companies like Netflix that literally built themselves from the ground up, why the fuck should they pay somebody fifteen percent for something that is in such high demand? They don't. It's not Angry Birds. Angry Birds needed the exposure from the apple store the google store netflix doesn't need that they built their own fucking exposure they built their own brand
1: and i think apple's putting a lot of i i think they believe that this experience with everything's within one app is going to be game changing but it's not eventually you figure out what channel it's on and my wife and i did this right we were on netflix and we find out that the first season of good girls is on there now i really like this show it's a It's essentially a bunch of stay-at-home moms have some serious financial trouble, and they decide to go rob a store. Now, that's not a spoiler alert because you can see that in the advertisement. So screw you if you say I just spoiled it for you. It's got good actresses in it, but only the first season is on there. It's an NBC show. I believe it's NBC show. Once you get through the first season on Netflix, you're like, oh, crap, I want to watch more. But you can't because Netflix only has the first season. They won't have the second season for another year. Mm -hmm. And you find out that NBC is playing the episodes right now. Well, you can go into the NBC app and you can play the first episode, right? So it didn't take us long to find out we could just use the NBC app. And as long as we catch it within like the week of it playing, we can watch this week's episode. We can't go back, right? We might have to wait a period of time before we get the episode. But I don't think it's so inconvenient to have to use the NBC app.
0: And here's a question I'm gonna pose. Obviously Apple and, and they all, all the major tech companies and all the all the industry titans assume that well the inconvenience is motivation for them to stick with us and only use us. However, that being said, are they basing these rules on the older generation right now? That's that is not technically that's how I feel apt. Like is my nephew going to say, you know, when he's an adult, mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. I'll just switch to wherever I got to switch to get where I got to get? Because I've been using this technology. It's essentially, I was born with this. I was born to use this, you know, and the inconvenience doesn't really matter. Cause it's not really an inconvenience for me because it takes what, what takes me might take my way have taken my uncle, you know, 30 minutes to figure out takes me 30 seconds to figure out
1: and there was this expectation that apple was going to announce their own original content and this is where it gets even stranger right so they've revamped the apple tv app the apple tv app doesn't cost anything and you can get to all of this content but they've revamped it they've reached out to more services it really they've really copied it's it's a carbon copy of what the fire tv is It can reach into all of your services, and it can bring the content forward. Their interface actually looks identical. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon wrote it for them because Amazon was plastered all over the presentation. That'd actually make a lot of sense. The one advantage you get through this is that you get your iTunes content. Now, when people hear iTunes, they may not realize it, but that means when you decided to buy Finding Nemo for your iPad, the only way you can consume that currently is on an Apple device, and that's a huge problem. Apple being all about the cloud and all about your, the content that you purchased and whatever, you still can't go to iCloud.com and play your fucking movie. Netflix has been offering streaming for 10 years, but somehow you can't watch Finding Nemo that you bought through Apple through anything but an Apple device. Now, Apple's excuses is that they want the experience to be nice. But you know what? Netflix proved that you can stream a video through the web browser and it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. The only thing Apple really has over the other guys here is that you can finally get to your iTunes content through the Apple TV app. But you know what it's going to do? I'm just going to install the Apple TV app on my freaking uh, Fire TV. And I'm going to open that to watch Finding Nemo that I purchased through that store. And really, if you think about gonna, it... And why would I register all of the other apps? They're already registered.
0: Uh-huh. And that's like that's Apple's fault. Like, And it's their fault for whatever reason you want to say, oh, well, because security, because of the experience. But no, it's, it's very divisive. Like, you that's the problem I've always had with Apple. It's, you know, like my, my iTunes are my iTunes and I can't download, you know, what they don't recognize as, you know, uh, an acceptable app or, or a safe app or whatever. Like I can't put whatever I want to on my devices. It's only what's approved by Apple, which is kind of why I've never really been an Apple fan. Um, but that's that's their fault. That's their architecture. That's how, how they designed this thing. You know what I mean? Like with the... The iTunes, well now you have access to your iTunes, and that's that's great. But I don't think that's enough of a selling point to to get people to it's not to completely switch over.
1: So this is where they really, in my opinion, they really just they almost they almost jumped the shark, so to speak. They brought out Spielberg. They brought out a bunch of celebrities. They had Jennifer Aniston up there. Um, They had uh, uh, Steve Carell up there. They all come out, and they're like, "We have a new show." It's called The Morning Show. It's an Apple exclusive. And for 9.99 a month, you can have Apple TV Plus. The app is going to be available for Fire, for for Android, for your Apple TV of course, desktop finally. You finally fucking watch their goddamn content on a desktop. <laughs> oh. But they're like, "Oh, but we have this new show. They also got Aquaman there. What's the actor's name?"
0: Um, Jason Momoa.
1: Yeah, so they get Aniston, who you know all the dudes our age think is kind of cute. You got Jason Momoa, who all the women our age think is kind of cute. Actually, they love him. He's like got to be America's sexiest man right now. Probably, yeah. Right? You know who the guy we're talking about? No. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. Which guy is he? He's he's Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's like the only rape scene on
0: television where people are like. Yeah, I still like him. <laughs> God, that's pretty fucking true. It's a pretty big fucking double standard there. The rape scene's okay if the guy's super attractive. <laughs> if he's super
1: attractive and if if she decides to stay with him anyway. Yeah,
0: it's weird. I don't see the. I don't. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, but. it's weird to get into that. But
1: I, you know what? Though it was back then. We're like, ah, yeah, they, used to, they married at
0: 13. It was different rules. That that's is a loud ring.
1: I ringer. apologize. So. Uh, uh, where was I going with this? So they have this original content, and they have that that the, the morning show, which looks pretty good. Um, they have—I um, I don't know the name of it, but it's got the—it's uh, got that actor we were just talking about. I already forgot his name. Jason Momo. Jason Momo, yeah. Um, and he is a—he is a really funny guy, but I'm pretty sure women love him for other reasons. Um, and they have a couple of other shows, so they have this original content, and they have these producers that are up there. Oh, they had—oh um, uh, man. Uh, the guy with the the younger, the younger producer with the glasses there. J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams? No. I think it was J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams? I think okay. it was him, yeah. They had him up there. So th- the thing I didn't like about it, though, is it felt like like an Academy Award show. I've never watched an Apple presentation where they just. Well, what is the show about? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. The presentation of the Apple TV Plus service brought all of these celebrities. on. So there's not an actual shows. show then? there is yeah there's it's like the morning there's like show yeah there's like three original shows what's oh, the show is
2: it the same people that were on stage that are part of that show yes oh, okay
1: yeah some of them right I mean they, but they kept bringing celebrities out hey got a new show another celebrity hey got a new show because they want to push their their original content but what's strange to me is I've never watched an Apple um event where just celebrities come out well, it's things like, of oh desperation my gosh, it's
0: Jennifer Hanna, it's, it's it's it reeks of desperation it that's
1: how I feel it's like it's like they didn't they didn't really shape this. What, what Apple should have done. Instead of 9 a 9.99 Apple TV Plus service. What Apple should have done, it should have been 29.99 and they should have gotten really really good content providers on board with them. They don't need to produce their own shows I out completely of the gate. People would
2: people would totally pay that. Yeah.
1: They like, would pay that.
2: Right now you're paying 9.99 for this, 10 bucks for that, 12 bucks for I this. I really
1: feel they should have just bought one of them. Well, this is this just is just buy Hulu. Apple, you have enough money, just buy Hulu. Guess what? All Hulu subscribers, you still get your content, plus the Apple content, plus all of this other stuff. And guess what? It's $29.99 a month. Cut all your courts, You get your local sports. You get you know a handful of original content providers. And it's all for $29.99. I, if they wanted to crush Netflix... They need, They really needed to do more than to say. Oh, by the way, you're paying us ten dollars. I think Netflix is eleven or twelve now. You're paying Netflix us ten dollars. Like,
0: yeah. Well, actually, I think it's gone up to like fifteen. And you get three original shows. Well, this is this is this is kind of yeah. Thumbs uh, down. Akron's giving a thumbs yeah, down right course. now. Right. That's like, kind is, of how I felt. There's
2: nothing that entices me to want to spend that money. This on is that. a marketing
0: the, issue for sure. But it's it goes beyond the marketing aspect of it. People now. Are significant Consumers are significantly more savvy. You would think that with the dumbing down of society, essentially with social media and all that stuff, that they wouldn't be. But consumers are significantly more savvy. You can smell bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. parading all these people around like some dog and pony show, it gives you a bad taste in your mouth because you know that, that you're really just you're trying to gloss over a turd. You and, know what I mean? And, like you're trying to polish a turd on And
1: don't this. get me wrong. This morning show... I want to watch it. The problem is is you're going to run into the exclusivity problems like you do with Netflix. You can't just buy it. That's going to be the weird part. Right, you're
2: going to have to subscribe if
1: you want to watch it. You're going to have to subscribe. What what most people are going to do is they're going to do the 30-day free trial and then they're going to cancel it. They're going to do the the free trial just so they can binge watch one of those shows and then they're going to cancel it because you don't want an extra $10 a month for the rest of your life. Well, not for nothing also, but
2: like if you subscribe to Netflix... You can have like six users on there, and you guys can mm-hmm. watch your own content. It has your own recommendations when you sign up for this they Apple did announce, service. They did announce what's a your wife gonna watch on her phone because she has a different Apple yeah. ID. Yeah, they did,
1: did. Yeah, they did announce that that they do family sharing for this. Oh, okay. but that's a good point. Is you have to be you have to how do you prove to Apple that she's a family member, and that's the part that's the part that I don't know. You're right. You have to sign you have to use her sign into the app because she's the one that paid for it and not right. you.
0: Yeah. I it's completely possible that it's they don't necessarily have to be a family member or whatever. It can just be that's just the term they're using. Um, that's to what's share. gonna end up happening. What's that? That's what's gonna end up happening. Yeah. You're going yeah, if you have yeah. six
1: allowances. You're gonna share it with six fucking people. The way and Akron's it, gonna give me his login, and then I'm gonna give him my Netflix login, and only one of us is gonna end up paying yeah. for each service.
0: This, but this is the problem. I think is it's in a it's a systematic problem with Apple. Um, it's sometimes they just don't put the effort into developing something, to really, really developing it the right way. You know, Netflix is a great example. <laughs> like they came up with their, an original idea essentially maybe it was i don't know who came first redbox or netflix but they took that they put their own spin on it and that's why they're they're massive and they're and they're doing really well apple isn't doing anything really original here they're just like saying like no we're going to be the new netflix because we just want to be the new netflix right. if they were smart they would have kept this on the down low maybe not on the down low but they would have hired all these people and all this great talent to make these shows Revealed very little about them until all the episodes and the season, the first season of all of them were good and ready to go. Taking in some new talent, some new actors that no one's even heard of but are amazing. They would have really invested in this and done the work that Netflix does to come out with this content and then bang at like a PAX East or a tech show, whatever, whatever tech show you want, like CES or something like that all of a sudden like roll out like eight fucking different trailers for eight mm. different types of types of shows then you can kind of put some of the names in as far as uh, you know giving credibility to it and bang now people are really interested people want to see these shows they don't know anything about them really other than that oh all these great people kind of tied to them and created like a natural buzz this is just such a amateur it's it, it feels very lackluster
1: one of the things that Apple talks about when it comes to these shows, and this is a part where I don't think people care, but Apple tries to put a lot of focus on it, is that Apple, you, uh, Apple has the device learn what you like. They don't have the cloud learn what you like. And the reason that Apple says this is important is because they want to respect your privacy. And I really like the fact that Apple is privacy-focused. Sure. The problem is, is, number one, you sign into a different device. How does it know? If it doesn't know your viewing history, how does it know, right? You sign to another device, and now your recommendations are off. So you either need a questionnaire in order to build those recommendations or Apple actually does need to store that. They might not share it with anybody else, but they need to store it in the cloud. Thing is, though, is I don't think people care. I don't think people care that that Amazon knows that I watch Good Girls. I don't think I care because Amazon has a pretty good algorithm. What gets scary is when good girls might, you know, maybe maybe the husband works at a Dodge dealership and then all of a sudden I'm getting Dodge advertisements. So I'm getting bombarded by products because Amazon is sharing the show information with other people. In that case, I kind of like that Apple's not sharing it, but still I'm not sure that it is that strong. Credit card information people care about privacy, right? But when it comes to the TV shows, Isn't it about time they know what we watch? There used to be a point in time where everything was broadcast television and they didn't know what we watched. So they would cancel shows that were popular because they weren't doing the phone surveys properly. They would actually have to fucking (laughs) call people on the phone... Is that how they found out yeah, information back in then? I have no yeah. idea. They yeah. would, Yeah, they would have to call, and then they would find out if people were watching it. And people would pick up, and they would, they would tell you. But the problem is, is there's certain people that don't like to answer the phone. Those people might really like Game of Thrones. What if HBO canceled Game of Thrones because nobody was picking up the phone? Now, fortunately, Amazon jumped on the streaming bandwagon, and they know how many people watch their show. Actually, Game of Thrones is the most pirated TV show in the history of TV. Right? So they have a good idea how many people watch it. So that's not going to suffer that problem. But how many shows have? Arrested Development is a classic example. right? Arrested Development was on the air. It got canceled, and Netflix found out that it had such a cult following that they could just bring it back. And how many they seasons
2: did. is that up to now?
1: I don't know, but they've done at least three. Three more seasons. I think they only had four or five when it got canceled. Mm-hmm. And they brought back... Three more seasons.
0: Family Guy was like that. And
1: then they got Jason Bateman, and they said, we're going to turn you back around and make another original show with you because you're better than just a comedian. We're going to put you in a drama called Ozark. We're going to put you next to—who's um, uh, who's the redhead that he's next to in there? Uh, I don't watch the show. Uh, uh, a picture, but I don't know. I think it's Laura Linney. We're going to put you, we're going to get, a, we're going to get, at this point, you could almost say he's an A list actor, but at the time, he was probably between A and B. We're going to put you next to an A list actress, and we're going to have this show, and it's almost going to be like a new version of Breaking Bad, where there's this weird drug thing going on, and we're rooting for the bad guy, but he's kind of a good guy. And now they have Ozark going, they have Arrested Development. Netflix saw that but that's Netflix knows a little bit more right they're a little bit more modern than um, wherever what what network was that on Fox or NBC when the rest of development got cancelled
0: Fox I want to say yeah yeah
1: yeah. Fox just didn't know and and I don't blame them if you ever streamed anything through the Fox website it's actually pretty bad the experience is pretty bad but yeah maybe we want them to know what we watch I mean they
2: know everything else they know our browsing history like you get yeah. tailored ads on everything on the, on the internet. So
1: yeah, for the, the TV content, it's there when it comes to consumables, right? It, it creeps you out a little bit because anybody on the planet could make a t-shirt. And if you happen to stop and look at that for a couple more seconds, you find that t-shirt everywhere you go and it's creepy, right? But not everybody on the planet can produce a TV show. So the TV shows following you around, it just feels normal because there's only a handful of TV shows that are, that are, that are filming and airing right now, whereas there's an unlimited millions of amounts of products. I stopped and looked at this, these beautiful t-shirts on Facebook. I clicked on it. I went to their website and I clicked around. They have been showing me that t-shirt for a month. And they won't stop. It's annoying. Now, I still want the T-shirt, so I don't mind the reminder. I don't know how much they're paying to keep this fucking advertisement on my wall. But that creeps me out. That's where I'm like, Apple, help protect my privacy. But that's Facebook, which we promise to never talk about on the show. <laughs> that's Facebook, and they're creepy, and they've, they've never really cared about privacy. Yeah, they've
0: never really, but they've never... <laughs>
1: What's the big deal if Netflix and Amazon know the shows we're watching?
0: I don't really think it is a big deal. I think it's, uh, I guess, in a conspiracy theory type of way, they can they're just trying to figure you out. They're trying to crack that nut there to figure out, like you know, the key to your wallet. But I think it's just how Apple does things. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of their policy. They probably just need to tweak. Um, Nobody it, will know you watch Game of Thrones,
1: except for the fact you did it through the HBO portion of our the site. Except the fact so that you fucking
0: know. broadcast on social media that you're watching the first episode of the new season. So I, that's definitely an interesting um, an interesting aspect. But I, like I said, I'm not sure how this whole Apple thing is going to go, this Apple TV thing. I. I could see it crashing and burning just because it doesn't seem they've actually done the legwork to make it successful.
1: They're like, oh my gosh, we thought it the coolest idea. You can sign into one app and you get all the streaming services that you've subscribed to. And guess what? You can get into Amazon. Amazon, so yeah, go ahead, throw us in there. We're, we're cool with that. We like you. We kind of get along. I mean, we make you open up a website to pay for stuff on Amazon because, you're, because you need your 15 or 30%. But you know what? We'll be okay with this. But I'm like, this is the exact same thing I bought. It's the Fire Stick. It just plugs into my TV and works. Apple's Apple TV is still $130. Bucks. I think Apple TV's
2: been a flop pretty much since it came out. Yeah.
0: Do you use I mean, Apple people TV? use it. You know why we you know, buy them at Because it work? works
2: great with your phone. I mean, you know back then, there wasn't really other
1: options. But- you know why we buy them at work? There's one feature that it offers that you can't get anywhere else. We buy them at work for one reason, and that's because you can mirror your iPad or iPhone display to it. And there's certain things that are that, that you can only get an app for. So, like, um, I work in the insurance industry, and the, the the tests that you can take with the insurance industry, they found out that their website tests aren't being as used as much as the smartphone tests. So they charge five bucks a test, five bucks a test, five bucks a test. They're making bank. Right? The website tests they have to offer for free. But with the app stuff, it's like, no, we need to get developers and they need to code it, even though it's the same goddamn thing. The, the iPad version of the test tells you right away if you got the answer wrong. You don't have to wait until the end to get your score. So if you're in a, in a classroom, um, you can actually stop and talk. I thought that it was that one too. Let's talk about why. Does anybody have a book? Flip the book open and try to find out why that answer was wrong. The interactivity of the iPad is so much better that our company's like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Buy an iPad, buy an Apple TV put it up on the projector or on the huge TV in, in in the room and we can all talk about this. That's the only reason we have one. It's just so we can mirror the display. And there's other iPhone apps that are very very uh, iPhone or iPad apps that are very useful that we like to mirror inside a room. That's the only reason we have an Apple TV is because of that feature. But transitioning into the next announcement for Apple. Apple Arcade. They promise that you'll be able to play those games on the Apple TV. Why? <laughs> I wish I had a picture of your face right now, Eck. I don't even want to play these games on my phone to begin with. <laughs> First of all, but that's just me. Like but, Google announces the whole Stadia thing, right? Where you can you you can play your 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 Google games.
0: They're streaming. You don't have to. You do You can play them from anywhere remotely. You don't have to uh, have them have the actual like software on your PC or laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. you can
1: have like a really really dumb kind of machine.
0: You can have a really, Chromebook, essentially, and fucking play like a AAA title game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which I don't believe because I ne- I can't even fucking record a TikTok video on a fucking Chromebook. Why the hell do you have performs. a Chromebook? Um, I bought it for my company. <laughs> now my kids just use it to record TikTok videos. But um, but yeah, the performance on those things is terrible. I, can't, I, I don't know how they'd be able to pull that off. But yeah, they say even through a web browser you could play like state-of-the-art games and they'll do it by streaming it to you. I don't know how Apple plans on pulling it off, but... I, at least with the Stadia, Google's logo is a controller. So it's like, oh, that's how, right? Oh, they have a controller that connects to Wi-Fi. Okay, I can see that. I can see a controller that connects to Wi-Fi. Maybe the rest of the details are kind of hard to figure out. Do I go to play.google.com? Is there a, how do I get the game to come through Stadia? That's the part, like, I don't think people have figured out, but they're like, you know what, who cares? They got a controller, They sat down and they actually worked with somebody to pour liquid plastic into a mold and make a controller. Apple's like Apple Arcade. It'll work on the Apple TV. But fucking how? What are you going to
2: play with your little silver (laughs) remote? (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) I don't even like clicking through the...
0: (laughs) They didn't announce any peripherals with it? None. Oh, Jesus Christ. And guess what? It's another subscription fee.
2: So you're going to have an app on your phone... Mm-hmm. To control your Apple TV, and then you're gonna have it streamed to the Apple TV. Why don't you just play it on your
1: phone?
0: It's on a big screen. Now it's on a big screen,
1: and and you gotta pay now. You gotta pay ten bucks a month for the service.
2: So you just uh, stream your screencast to your Apple TV. Are these
0: are they are it. they talking about like cell phone games or are they talking about actual like 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 game games like Both. video games? Both. Yeah. So because like cell phone games, I guess it's like well, I guess you just use your phone as a controller, except it's on the big screen. But, like, an actual, like, game. Like how not confusing is this phone? to a
1: consumer? And also, this Apple already has great games. That's what confuses me. You, like, I, I'm an Android guy, right? But the games are still the same. Uh, Hello Neighbor, right? Pretty popular game. It's a weird game, but it's one of those kind of, like, jump scare games. Yeah. Which are pretty popular right now. And uh, have you heard of this game? No. no. I, I literally the, am not into premise, gaming whatsoever. You will love this premise, Ackerman. You're inside your house and you look out your window and you realize that your neighbor's doing some creepy shit and you got to go find out what it is. That's the whole premise of the (laughs) game. So you
0: like essentially break into his house and sneak around to try and collect evidence to see what he's doing. Yeah. And you try and not get caught. You're pretty sure he's like killing people in his house, right? But
1: when he catches you, it scares, it's just always so creepy. He always catch you. Yeah. And he's, well, no, I mean, you can beat the game, but he's got like a, He's got this big head and the mustache. It's Tunnel Runner. So your dad's in the game. <laughs> yeah, Essentially, yeah, my father is, yes. It's, he is it's, the neighbor. It yeah.
0: is Tunnel Runner 2019.
1: Uh, although I'm not aware of my father keeping people in the basement. He he does keep people there to mow his lawn. Yes. But as far as I know, he's not <laughs> torturing them at this point. Um, but it, it, it's a pretty popular game, right? There's a lot of these games. Another one is Granny. Have you seen Granny?
0: I have not seen Granny.
1: Granny is a similar concept. And it's this old granny with a dress on and she just kind of floats around the house. But she just beats you with a bat. And if you, she hits you like three times with a bat, you just die. And then the game's over. But same thing. You're trying to like find out what she's doing inside her house. Pretty cool games. But these games work great on the phone. They're 3D. The graphics are decent. And The and
0: controls are not not very advanced. Like they're, they're not They're advanced. pretty simple.
1: Yeah, you don't. Fortunately, they they don't require like like the like the accuracy of. They don't of require shooting.
0: too much skill. It's but more. Even if
1: they did, Fortnite's on the phone. Right, yeah. Fortnite's on the phone. Yeah. So a, a lot of the games that people do play are already on these devices, and people are f- perfectly fine with playing them on the phone because that's what they have. They might not have a desktop, they might not have a console to play them on. Apple already has a great ecosystem for games, and what are they doing to these game developers? They're saying, "Yeah, we're gonna, we want you to kind of move over to the arcade." But the arcade, you got to pay ten bucks a month for. Yeah. The ecosystem that they're in now is free to play. You're paying and
0: you're- 10 bucks a month to put them on your TV, essentially. Yeah. Or yeah. to keep them on your phone that sounds they're already terrible. on. terrible. It sounds,
1: once it, again. There's no controller. If they had a controller, I'd be like, you know what? That's what's preventing me from playing. You know, hello neighbor. I, I don't like using the screen. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll pay for it. And maybe maybe right with the subscription, they say, also send me an Apple joystick. It's like, yeah, this is going to be cool. I got this cool Apple controller. Stadia knows that if they're going to do a subscription, they know that you need a fucking controller in your hand. How's Apple going to do it?
0: There are certain aspects to this as well that are not. Um Stadia is a little different, like, because they have the controller, but you can also use keyboard and mouse. I'm pretty positive uh, with certain games. So, this is maybe, maybe this is just, uh, this isn't even that big of a, an issue. But if you're talking about like when you say Fortnite, someone on a cell phone is probably going to lose every time to someone with a joystick and someone with a joystick and a cell phone or a cell phone is probably going to lose to someone with a mouse and keyboard. It's right. just the hardware limits how, how quickly you react are, in time right. and how accurate you are.
1: Yeah, you can only turn around so fast when you got a weird little touchscreen joystick mm-hmm. on your phone. And I get that. Yeah. But that said, they could still play right right they can go into the playground and maybe they get maybe they get their ass kicked but they can still play the game and you know maybe that's not the best game to play on that platform but the reality of it is is that the ecosystem is already there people are already consuming it the in-app purchases are driving the industry and apple's like no we're going to bring it back we're going to bring it back and and we're going to bring it back to like an arcade style where you just pay a flat fee and you get all these games and there's no ads and it's is privacy centric and we don't share your data. And I think it's too late. I think they're too late to their own game and they create, they fucking created this ecosystem. It did not exist before the iPhone. They made us, they put us here. They invented the exact ecosystem that allows games to be free to play with in app purchases. It didn't exist before the iPhone. They made it and now they're like, Oh, there's a lot of ads on that Angry Birds game. How can we get them to remove the ads? Let's charge $10 a month. So they got $10 a month for Apple Arcade. They got $10 a month for Apple TV. And they made a third announcement.
0: I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. I don't know. I just know the the Apple card. Yeah, I can't remember it. I don't know. I'm shitting on Apple, but... I mean, Apple, I... (laughs) I assume that Apple has some sort of redeeming qualities. As both Trace and Ac. you are sitting here with open Apple uh, laptops. Ack, I know you use your Mac. Oh, I remembered. What? This you guys are gonna love. What? The
2: third. The third.
0: Uh... Apple News Plus.
1: They just put plus. Oh, fucking stupid. No one plus gives equals a ten fuck bucks. Fuck about the news. You no, cannot sell it. And... But wait till you hear what it is. What? Not only is it the news. It's three hundred magazine subscriptions,
0: which who fucking reads magazines?
1: Nobody. nobody.
0: Like, I even have subscriptions this to is, magazines. This I like. Is and I don't read. This is Apple them. in its current state to a T. It's a, it's not. I'm not saying oh it's over. They're still super profitable. They're trying to fix journalism. They're trying to make a marketplace. There Where? is a marketplace for journalism. The problem is journalism isn't journalism anymore. It's opinion piece and just shit, just like flair. It's like there's. It's very. I it's would imagine
2: sensational just to drive traffic to make money. Yeah, sexually. it's it's no
0: longer like it's no longer the objective of journalists to report the facts. It is literally just there to bring people to the platform to get more eyes on it to sell more ad spots to potential advertisers and potential customers
1: and and the other thing to me and this is where i i still feel that apple is is failing if it, apple if you want to make the best magazine subscription possible right which is kind of cool because then people aren't fucking peddling them at school or whatever the like, kid get 10 subscriptions and you get a hundred dollar gift card or whatever this is that, stupid does shit that still is. even happen i think it does maybe wow i think it does who's um, buying that I don't know. Doctors just sell offices.
0: me a fucking pizza, man. Just sell me a frozen pizza I or agree. some cookies or I agree. something. I'm down with a
1: $30 frozen pizza yeah. for a fundraiser. That's at least fine. I can eat a pizza at the end right. of the day. I'll enjoy the pizza. I don't yeah. give a shit I don't about want to magazine. twine up a bunch of fucking magazines.
0: I can't I want even wipe my ass with it. That's That would be very unpleasant. That's a good point. They should make them out of toilet paper because <laughs> they're
1: shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. These are actually good magazines, especially the ones that they partnered with. A lot of them are like Condé Nast and Time and stuff like that. These are good magazines. This is good journalism. But the thing is, is though, Apple, if you want to fix, if you want to fix this problem, if you want to make it so that we're in a, we're in a pay journalism, if we're going back to paying for the newspaper, right? That's really what they're trying to do. Going back to paying for magazines, going back to paying for the newspaper. Why don't you stop making hardware? Why do I care if I'm on an iPhone or if I'm on an Android? If you're just trying to make a new marketplace, why, why is it so important that it has to run on a fucking Apple? There was a a point in time where I realized that they were like, well, we pick the best hardware, and we're only going to use the best hardware, but fuck them. Ak, you and I are sitting here with MacBook Pros, and the video cards on them suck. I spent over $3,000 for this laptop. It's got some of the best components that have ever been put inside a laptop inside it, but the video card is junk. Who makes it? Uh, I think it's Intel. Yeah, that's what I, was gonna yeah say. I think
2: it's Intel. Yeah, it's the same video cards that we, when, like when we were kids making we were kids, computers. Yeah. yeah. The shitty, cheap motherboards had Intel built in cards. And so we were like, oh, we don't want that garbage.
1: What standards are they driving towards now? An $800 laptop from Walmart has better specs from a graphics processing perspective than this very expensive MacBook Pro. If you are so concerned about the software experience, you know what? Just make software. And right. I do like their hardware. I think that their hardware standards are good and I think they're important at the industry. I think somebody needs to have that line. But if you want to fix magazine subscriptions, why would you limit that to people who have bought Apple? You just got half of the population and cut them out. That's a problem.
0: I think though with Apple if in their end game it's kind of written in if we control the hardware, that we can we control the cost of it and we can we can now control our overhead on it like we don't have to compete with people if they if everyone jumps onto our hardware platform i agree but i mean you imagine making a product and
1: only men can buy it no like women actually can't buy it like half of the population just can't actually purchase it
0: i completely agree with you but i just
1: that made sense at one point in time where they were these beta products but how hard was it for apple to go to all of these magazine providers and get them to jump on board you know what? Yeah, we'll give our content away for a fraction of what it's selling for in the newsstand. Well, that's because, because it's going to be more in the long run. Well, yeah, because so, now, sorry, uh, will they offer it in iTunes? Um, it it's within the it's only on the, the phone. news app. Okay, right, it's within the news app. So the Apple News app is going to be in News Plus app and the plus version of it gives you a full magazine stand that comes with it
0: which like i get why these magazine companies are doing this because honestly they've already created the fucking content they just don't have to spend to print it like magazine companies are dying yeah nobody buys print is 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 dying
2: trying to go digital but it just doesn't work nobody wants a digital magazine and you guys remember rss
1: do you guys remember rss the term
2: oh the news RSS, feeds the it news was feed like, yeah what rss yeah.
1: was supposed to be it stood for real simple syndicate okay what rss was supposed to be is it was supposed to be a stripped down version of news so that you could consume it on any platform right so like you'd get a palm pilot you'd you'd tap into an rss feed and you could read the news the problem was is that it cost a lot of money to produce that content and most of the rss's were just free well, you need some form of authentication in order to get subscription RSS feeds. So RSS eventually died, and now RSS is more of like a computer is talking back and forth format, right? I was going to say RSS. Did it even have photos? Was it just text? I there was a there was a more modern version of RSS that did support it. Gotcha. Um, there was quite a few different versions. I remember the text one, but like, it's boring. You know right. who wants to read that? Like- right. And that Apple is really kind of rebooting RSS, and they're saying, you know what, you know what time. We'll take your content, we'll make it look perfect on all of our devices. You have images, you have video, right? They can control the fonts. You Like for some reason they like to put one big letter at the beginning of every paragraph in magazines. I don't get that, apparently that's important. That comes through, you know. Um, you have that, that thing where you can kind of see it right now. Um, Netflix has been doing it where, where the thumbnail actually can have three layers. So that when you're looking at it, like the trees might be moving to the right Whereas the sun might be moving to the left, and the person's portrait is in the center, kind of these animated, like animated stills. It's a weird, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. These animated stills. They have these cool features built in, and of course, the times and the conde nast's of the world are going to like this because it's actually better than the magazine. The problem is, is that it the magazine you're you're. Walking down the street and you stop because you see a coffee mug that you like. And while you're there, you catch the cover. And you're like, oh, shit, they got a Time did a piece on Kim Jong. Let's find out what what they're writing about. You know what? I'm going to pay six bucks for this. There's a lot that goes into that $6 price. It's got to take up space on the shelf. There's people that have to work there. They have to stock it. Somebody has to print it. Apple's like, you know what? We can take some of the retail work out of this. We're going to offer it as part of a bundle, a nine ninety nine bundle. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to read three hundred magazines. I, I, I don't, don't know if I want to give them ten
0: bucks a month for the rest of my life when the, I might
1: just want to read the magazine once a year.
0: Is the article so outstanding and so exclusive that I can't find a video about it on YouTube? I think it's, I think it's safe to say
1: that good journalism, yes the problem is, is that those those companies don't know what
0: to do with their content they don't know how to pay wall. if time was it, listen there and there is no the paid subscription is over it's done <laughs> well it's apple got, right now three. it's <laughs> got to be ads like that time is done so when i hear apple doing this shit i'm kind of a part of me is like of course they're doing this because they're stuck on this time where they were king shit Everyone just wants their products. And frankly, there are still a lot of people that are like that. But the the numbers are dwindling because it is because we have accepted advertisements. Like, yeah, I'll Mm -hmm. wait 30 seconds or a minute and 20 seconds Mm -hmm. before I consume the content. And I find out a lot
1: about stuff with those advertisements. There may be a movie I didn't know existed until that advertisement came in. Black Panther I didn't even know was in theaters. But they did such a good
0: job of targeting me when I was watching uh, YouTube. That I found out about it. Like, that is what it is now. And maybe in 10 years, it'll be different. But there's no brand. There are, Excuse me. I take that back because that's not true at all, what I was about to say. I was about to say there's no brand that I'm willing to, to pay just a straight subscription for mm-hmm. to get. That's completely not true. There are very few brands, none of which are a magazine, that I'm willing to pay any subscription amount to, get their, to just get their content.
1: But what if they did this differently, right? What if Apple announced and they said, we're doing Apple, News Plus is dumb, right? Because News has such negative connotations with the word. What a bad, bad product it's
2: a terrible name. name yeah.
1: Arcade is cool. That's a cool name. But News Plus, I don't care for. But what if with all of these services, if they really got their head out of their ass, they realized, you know what? They could pay $10 a month for the rest of their life for this, or we could bring them to $10 a month. And this is how. You want Time Magazine? You can have it. It's sixty cents a month. You can have Time Magazine.
0: You don't have to pick it up anymore. It's sixty cents a and month. Let's and let's add this in. That's not a lot of money. And let's add this in. Uh, Text to voice translation, so that you can just throw it in your phone, listen to it, listen to this stuff as you're driving to work. That yeah, that actually. Fucking be awesome. high five on yeah. that goddamn idea.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point, Wade. I have a 30-minute commute every day, and there's a lot of content that I want to consume through audio. I would pay money to consume it through audio. Apple, listen to our fucking podcast.
0: That's like that's, <laughs> that's your subscription fee, because I do believe that if people still wanted to listen to articles, you could have feature articles pulled up, and you pay, it seems kind of crazy, but you pay like 99 cents a month to have this, this And it's got to be perfect, so you really got to dial this shit in. This text-to-speech, and it will. you will select what you want to listen to on your commute. The three articles you want to listen to, it'll tell you what the mm-hmm. runtime is. That's what you want to hear about on your commute in. You could set a fucking schedule up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the top stories. I want the top stories from these four magazines read to me as I'm driving to work.
1: Did I tell you about my experience with America's Test Kitchen? No. Have I told you about this?
2: No, I don't think so. This
1: reminds me a lot of the subscription, and I don't know how it falls into it, but... Um, have, you've heard of America's Test Kitchen? Mm-hmm. That's got that, that goofy guy with the glasses, and he's on like PBS, and he has a whole bunch of people in the kitchen. Um, most people think of it as a free show, but they're very smart. They're very smart entrepreneurs. And what they realized was is that PBS is almost like the commercial, right? Where they make their money is they do such good tests that they can sell them and They can sell their episodes. They and they have they have they have a couple of different products that they sell. But America, excuse me, America's Test Kitchen is the more popular one, the more popular brand. But they also have um, uh, I can't even remember the other product names. But they have they have a few of them and they have a few shows. But what America's Test kit What the premise is is that if you want to buy a new frying pan, right? I love to use frying pan because everybody fries. Or everybody has a pan. You want to buy a new frying pan. When you go to the store, you're faced with the $10 frying pan and the $200 frying pan, and you don't know which one to get. One of them is stainless steel, and you're like, well, that looks like it's going to last for a lifetime. Um, One of them's made out of Teflon, and you're like, oh, well, I heard bad things about Teflon. Another one's like porcelain or something like that, right? It's got some porcelain finish. What America's Test Kitchen does is they cook 100 eggs in each pan, and they tell you if the pan sticks how they have to cook with the pan but they take it a step further they get out sledgehammers and they actually hit the pans with sledgehammers to see how it will sustain like falling on the floor and being hit on the counter and stuff like that and at the end of all of it they say this is the best this is the worst and this is the best bang for your buck now if you think about this when you say like there's not something worth ten dollars right um i was looking to buy a griddle for my wife uh for her birthday or her mother's mother's day or something. And uh I'm like, you know, America's Test Kitchen told me which frying pan to buy. I wonder if they had an episode on griddles. So I looked. They don't allow any of their content on YouTube. Very, very smart. <laughs> right so you couldn't just go to youtube and find it somebody might have like got their camera and recorded the episode and put it on youtube but for the most part their content's not on there and it's because they're really good at keeping their content off of youtube because it's not free it's only free if you catch it while it's live and you have a DVR and then you then it's free but you can't share it with people freely right it's their content and it shouldn't be free it costs them a lot of money to have you know produce 15 it. cooks right, inside a sure. kitchen banging these pots they're making money and they're real cooks They're cooks that should be making food, and they're getting paid to destroy pans, right? So I look, and uh, these griddles are crazy. Same problem, right? You have a griddle that's $20, and it looks like a thin sheet of of metal, and then you have another griddle on the other side of the fence that's $200, and I found the video, and the website does the thing like the news sites do, where it shows you the first paragraph, but then they take the... They 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 kind they of to, like, the subscribe content. or whatever. And I'm like they did a good job. They're like, for, for only sixty dollars a year, you can have access to our entire suite of knowledge. And I looked at the price difference between the cheapest and the most expensive, and I'm like, if I buy if I give them sixty bucks now, I'm gonna save myself a hundred. Right? So I'm gonna do it. I like their content. I love their show. I'll do it. So I gave them their sixty bucks, I got access to all of their content. I never watched any of it. but i did open up that article on the griddles right the the best bang for your buck griddle was like 40 bucks
2: so i guess all in you spend 100 instead of 200
1: yes 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 and this is a case where like if america's test kitchen was on board with apple news plus it would kind of be a good idea but maybe maybe they don't need to charge 60 bucks maybe you don't need all of their content right? Maybe they could get more into an a la carte system where I could have paid 60 cents to see that Yeah, article.
0: let me see this episode for 99 cents. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. And you, can, you can wrangle a buck from anybody for just about anything. Right. If it even has a little bit of interest. Yeah. Or it's pretty much, it's a buck. Well, like Apple
2: News Plus, the first thing I thought was like, who needs 300 magazines mm-hmm. and like, you're going to be inundated with so much information, you're not even going to know what to want to
0: read. And like, you're, you're creating essentially now like this you're just pushing what's happening forward a little bit, as far as the death of printed media, like because now all these companies are vying in this space to like, you know, to 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 push more articles, right? And it's just more salacious, and they're competing for, for you know, dominance on the platform. And I, I don't know, it, it's I think it's not really well thought out. I think they could have done better with it to make it a little more appealing. Do you think my that idea. Apple
2: went after these? companies or do you think these companies are realizing their market's dying and they're like we need something to I think save us you, I, yeah, I, I
1: think what's important to remember is the people who run these companies are old they've been in the industry for a long time and they're watching the sink they're, they're watching the ship sink apple appreciates the value that they offer almost as a public service I don't want National Geographic to go out of business. I don't want Time Magazine to go out of business. They still have good articles. They're still trying to employ the same great journalists that were doing this 20 years ago when people were buying magazines. And I
0: would say it's I agree really with you. A, Time and Nat Geo are trying to maintain integrity okay. and a lot of the stuff. It's really almost all.
1: like a public service. So when you say, did Apple go after them? Did they come to Apple? I would expect it to have happened from both sides. But there's a huge problem with it. And that's that the people that are shaking hands are completely out of touch with what people are consuming. And Apple wasn't like that before. Apple was on the forefront of how people were consuming things, and now they're not. I was at Friendly's yesterday, and it's crazy that there's even a Friendly's open in this area. There's still one, and you know which one, cause it's yeah. pretty close to where you live. I went to Friendly's yesterday, and I found out that for $2, a one-time $2 fee, my kids can play on that little the video games on that little tiny kiosk thing until we leave.
2: Like the little, did they have them at the table there? Yeah, the God, little. they thing.
1: charged at Friendly's for that? For the games, yes. Really? Yep. It's a two dollar one time transaction fee. Huh? And we were there with we were there with, with with some some adult friends, and we wanted the kids to leave us alone. And I'm like, man, if you think about how much, like, they could charge you sixty cents for adding ranch to a meal. I'm fine with two dollars for games. We could be here for two hours. But Trace Sorry, for ten dollars. I don't have to give them my cell
0: phone. But for ten dollars, a straitjacket and a and a ball gag will last you forever. That's true. That's true. But I keep those in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did have that uh, on do you use the time. those on water buffalo? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, I use the water buffalo analogy. Nobody knows what, what you're saying, but I use the water buffalo
0: analogy a lot. It's probably better if they don't know. Speaking of water buffaloes, because mm-hmm. I'm, we got to get on the other topic. We've been talking apples. What's, for... what's the other topic? I the forgot, other topic I is is oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, our <laughs> fucking guest. <laughs> I know, but he's he's an apple guy, so he's... I know. I mean, yeah, but I want to. So, Jeremy, you do a lot of your photography that I've had exposure to is um, kind of out in the wilderness, out in the Adirondacks. I think a lot of it is. Um, how did you? get into that how did you like a how did when did you first get into photography how did you get into that and specifically after that second part of the question like like how did you get into like she said okay you know what i want to do a lot of my stuff um because i know you do weddings and stuff like that with professional photography but a lot of a lot of like your work um that i've seen anyway and i have exposure to are like kind of like the landscapes and like the settings and like the Mm -hmm. woods and stuff so when did you first get into photography um that's a good question Sorry, Trace. I had to, we had a transition. No, it was
1: good to transition. It was, it was a to transition. hard transition too. It wasn't stick, a segue. We talking that about I Apple for like six days. I, I could stick on technology and fucking shit forever. So no, it's good. You got to tell me to shut up when I need to shut up.
0: <laughs> I had to cut it
2: right there. But uh, no, basically, I don't know. I always like liked photography, and uh, like when we were younger, Corey was going to school for photography, and I used to hang out with Corey a lot, and we would you know screw around in his parents house with uh gear that he like rented home from mvcc and do like different things once in a while and then like i think i like got into it a little bit older in life and uh i had a buddy that just had a dslr and he was upgrading and he's like hey i'm trying to sell this and i was like i've always wanted one like for years but like i never really had the funds to just justify buying like a you know 600 or thousand dollar camera just to like take photos in my backyard and uh he was selling it for a good price and i was like all right let's buy it and uh at the time i was just doing like a lot of hiking and kind of like just spending more time outdoors and then it turned into like you know hiking and taking photos and then
1: You know, pretty much everything progressed from there. What does DLSR stand for? DSLR, I said it wrong. DSLR? Yeah, what does it stand for? Because I I always hear people use it in terms of cameras. Well,
2: there's different types of cameras. So you have like your regular little point and shoe or like your cell phone. And then DSLR actually has like a mirror um, with a viewfinder. So it's basically like your old film cameras. Oh. um, Where the film camera had your film in the back. Now the DSLRs just have your big image sensor and then um now what the all the everybody's going to is the mirrorless cameras which basically the the uh viewfinder is digital and uh so you don't have like the full mirror and everything so the new uh, mirrorless cameras are just a lot smaller okay so, um, and dslr is like just like your old film cameras if you've you know seen like some of them were like had like the big bellows that come out like mm-hmm. you know those are really old but like in like the 70s 80s 90s you know they had like the lenses that pop off um so that's pretty much what your dslr is going to look like nowadays
1: now do you know like how does like what does the mirror do in there like is that give it some type of like it, does that work better with a lens does it have something to do with
2: honestly all it does is take whatever scenes in front of you mm-hmm. and it just shoots it up at a 90 degree angle so that you can see through the viewfinder oh my gosh that's, that's a- all it does oh yeah. wow I had no idea. So a lot of people like these new mirrorless cameras because the um, viewfinder is digital. Mm-hmm. So when you're adjusting your settings, you can actually see what the photo is going to look like oh. in the viewfinder. Oh, okay. where a mirror, you're just looking at whatever. If it's dark out, it's dark out. If you're looking at right. a really bright scene, it's a bright scene. But the new, um, the new digital viewfinders, you can like have your picture perfect before you even click it right and i remember you can see it because like
1: you did the video for my company's commercial Mm -hmm. and i remember you had to keep adjusting the levels and you're saying with the new cameras you just know you could just see it you can just see it yeah but um on like like when we were doing
2: that Mm -hmm. um so they have like a live view mode so you can actually see the scene on the screen in the back okay but live view mode it's doesn't work as good Mm -hmm. um but uh like so we could watch you know whatever was happening um, just in the same way it's basically a digital viewfinder but it's on a screen essentially. right right
1: yeah you kind of have two in one now because mm-hmm. you
0: can look through now you i've seen some of your stuff kind of featured in different like magazines and collections uh like, like some online forums and things like that when you look at stuff that you kind of did when you first got started What are some of the things that you can... Can you tell, like, a major difference between the stuff that you first kind of started taking and then the stuff now? I would assume that yes. Well, yeah, of course. You know, What are some of the things that you did to kind of progress your work and and kind of uh, shape your craft a little bit? Um, When I first started, like, I was a single
2: guy, and I literally would just watch YouTube videos every night. Like, I taught myself everything about photography from YouTube, which is... I mean you could learn anything about anything on the planet from
1: YouTube nowadays. But uh, I heard Apple News Plus has a dedicated <laughs> magazine. Yeah. That. That's the next week's thing.
2: Yeah, you're gonna yeah, want to yeah. get that Apple might News have to Plus. Subscribe. <laughs> but um no, I just watch YouTube videos and I would just like practice and I would just go out. Like I really was into um, night photography. I like like around the a little bit before I got into photography, that's like when Instagram started getting like very popular and I think Instagram probably inspired mm-hmm. A lot of people to get into photography
1: now photography is tricky right because you can't be too close to a city right for night yeah
2: so you need to be out where the sky is actually well depending on what you're trying to shoot But if you're Mm -hmm. trying to pick up like stars and stuff you have to be very far from any city light um most of the from like the mississippi east like there's only a few spots that you can even like get like really dark skies like the same thing if you're like an astronomer and you're trying to set up a telescope, depending on where you're at, there's you know too
1: much city light and it's going to affect what you're trying to look at. But um, I never would have thought that. So are most telescopes is are most telescopes located pretty far away from cities because of that?
2: Well, I, some some I think are still in the city. I'm not a huge yeah. uh, knowledgeable person about astronomy in particular. Well, but the Earth's flat. I know. Um, there's a, uh, dark sky observatory in Tupper Lake, New York, mm-hmm. which is like in the middle of the Adirondacks and up there, it's actually one of the darkest skies in New York state, probably some of the darkest in the East coast, unless you're like maybe up in Vermont or Maine or something like that. But, um, they actually, uh, have this huge observatory with these giant, um, telescopes that are all electronically controlled and, uh all the lights in the town like the street lights and everything they they actually replaced them with some new type of light that doesn't give off light pollution oh wow i don't really understand i've never looked into it but Mm -hmm. i remember the guy talking about it like that they got some grant or something and every light in that whole area is some new i don't know if they're led or whatever but they like shine down and they don't pollute the sky imagine
1: getting fined for putting in a porch light
2: (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah you definitely have to be like really far away from any type of city lights. I mean, pretty much, like, if you were just trying to go out at night and, like, watch a meteor shower or something, um, you know, if you're in the middle of Syracuse, you're not really going to see much. But if you're, like, where we live or even, like, you know, more remote, the skies are going to
0: be a lot darker and you'll be able to see a lot more. Um, I mean, how far out are we talking? Like, you let's say you drive up to a spot. I mean, how far are you trekking into the woods to get that It It shot? depends. I mean,
2: you could, like, drive an hour or two north of here. And you're gonna have dark sky, you know, as long as you're away from like one of them small towns or even like in the town if you're just away from like, you know, the main street, depending on where you're at. But um uh there's like Cory and I uh we went I don't know three years ago. We I like had it all planned out and then him and Brenda happened to be up that weekend, and we did it together. So we went to um, Keene Valley or Keene, New York, in that area, like up near uh, Lake Placid, and hiked—I don't know—four, four and a half miles to wow. not really dive. a mountain per se, but like mm-hmm. this like really popular kind of like overlook, and it's surrounded by mountains. And we hung out there all night and like shot the stars. And uh, I had it all planned out, so like. There was a lake in the view, and the Milky Way was going to line up at, like, 1230 at night or oh, whatever wow. it was. And, uh, you know, out there, spray? it was, you know, extremely dark. You're in the middle of nowhere, and uh, that did was you, pretty cool. Did you need bug spray? No. It's dark really? out. There's no bugs. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Up there, I feel like they don't really have mosquitoes as much. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you're at the elevation. Oh, yeah. But um, up there, you really are going to deal with a lot of black flies, but... I don't think they're out at night, but then mm-hmm. there's only, like, a certain season that they're really bad. But, uh, no, I don't – I feel like I've never really had to use a lot of bug spray in the Adirondacks for mosquitoes other than black flies.
0: So there there are obviously – I would imagine there's probably some some trips where it's like, I'm just going to walk out, and if it looks good, that's cool. But, I mean, how how much planning kind of goes into, you know – how often does it come in like, you know what, I've got an idea for a shot or, you know, do you kind of do some homework just to do, do a hike first, say, ah, oh, some of these are kind of cool. Maybe I'll set up do You bring your gear with you. or like, you know what, now I'm going to come back. Yeah. Some of these it's like of you hike
2: something and, you know, you kind of know what direction you want to shoot the sky. So, you know, if you have your compass with you or your phone with a compass, you can kind of see like, oh, okay. Like, like, I like the scene in this direction during the day. So like, this would be cool at night probably as well then you just have to like plan it so like the sky is in the right spot you know because obviously like the stars change and like the moon cycle changes
1: now some of them you need to do time lapse for right or are they all time lapse with the sky so no
2: but i have done it mm-hmm. so like when i first got that like first camera i don't even know how many years ago it was but uh me and chris used to hang out a lot and uh we would just go out at night and just screw around and this one time we were it was the first time i like did like a like a night time-lapse photo Mm -hmm. and uh the very i think it was the second one the very first one we went up to like the windmills because we were in canastota and we're just like let's find somewhere that's like away from like lights so we went up into you know the hills or whatever hills of fenn and uh we saw some windmills up there and we were like oh this is kind of cool let's just try to take a photo at night and see what happens and uh the very first one you know it came out okay and like i barely even knew what i was doing at the time so like focusing in the dark is extremely hard mm-hmm. um because it's dark yeah
0: yeah so. well, you, you 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 focus on a light source and if it's really really dark i'd imagine that'd be pretty difficult to, yeah
2: like, and um i mean you can manually focus yeah but like to figure out exactly where that's got to be like the numbers don't always work exactly right on would daniel you know, son help as, who focused on <laughs> <laughs> but uh so, yeah, we were just like we would just go out and screw around. And uh, this one time, we went up there a different time, mm-hmm. and uh, we were like, well, we just want to take a photo of this windmill because, like, it's whatever they're cool. We used to go up there when we were kids or whatever.
1: They're gigantic. They
2: are. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're they're kind of like, creepy. They're,
2: they're. I can tell you gigantic. a story. I don't know if I want to say it on this podcast or not, but uh,
1: you could you yeah if if
2: well you know one of the story you were with the for one of them.
1: I,
0: I I know there's a
1: perimeter wire story. Are there statutes the
0: limitations that you're concerned about? Oh, no, that,
1: that one's fine. This other one, like... The, but those know. blades, like those blades, have you seen those blades going
2: down the highway? Yeah. The, are they even in one piece? I feel like they split them up.
1: <laughs> Probably. I
2: don't even know. They're, they're pretty are Go ahead, tell big. your
1: story about the windmills. Who cares? But, uh,
2: but we happened to be up there, and uh, there was like a windmill that wasn't turning, and then the light was broken um so it actually was like perfect because like the one that we did before like the blades are spinning so like you just kind of see like a blur of spinning blades because yeah, with know, the time lapse yeah yeah and then like the light was blinking so like the light was super bright because it's just like yeah so it dark, up the whole know. thing right but uh this one like had no nothing going on so we're like oh this is cool and we set it up and somehow i just like nailed the focus in the dark you know on this like old beginner camera with this like terrible lens on it and uh we just like hung out for like almost three hours and just just
1: waited hung for out that. in
2: the car like mm-hmm. you know talked shot the shit i, I don't even know we, maybe we had a beer with us I don't did know. some drugs yeah definitely but uh, <laughs> uh had sex with some some water buffalo <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it came out great and that was, like, the first one I ever did, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I can't even believe that, like, this worked because it was like you just click it and you can't see anything for – like, you don't know if it's – Yeah, you
1: don't know what it's going to look and like. And
2: then you wasted three hours for, like, who knows what it's going to –
1: Now, with that, were you focused on the windmill? Were you focused on the stars? Was it kind of – A little of both. A little of both. Yeah,
2: so, like, that one, it, it, like, I don't know if it's on my website, but it's just, like, the windmill and then the stars – um because the sky moves while we move and uh, so the stars are like in a circle because I have it lined up with the north star Uh so it just oh, so- it just makes like kind of a swirl of stars mm-hmm. in a circular pattern so, so
1: you actually do believe the earth is round then I don't oh, know bad. I don't know if we can keep talking <laughs> <laughs> so um but no you said on your website um, and that's is it JeremyAckermanPhotography.com, ackermanphoto.com okay you see oh, i, I just i just sent people to something it's a completely ackerman wrong website Instagram. yeah you're fine ackermanphoto.com and ackerman yeah. everybody knows how to spell photo Probably. people should be able to spell. i hope i mean and, i don't know and this windmill's on there can we use the windmill for what for the cover of our podcast. Sure.
0: We don't have to go to the public domain on this episode. Yeah, you I'm can fucking use pumped. it. I'll license it to you. How much we,
1: does Friendship Snake have in
0: the budget? Um, well, we,
1: we, we had 60 cents, but we spent it on a dumpster. We are morning, fucking
0: so. in the red, friend. We have not, any, all the equipment that you see here has been paid out of pocket.
1: We got, yeah, we, we got some advertising. All right, we'll trade up. it for this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll use it for the cover. We actually we steal artwork for our photos because um, but we don't have a budget. Public domain artwork is kind of sucks and what we do is we claim that it's under um and i, I feel this to be correct we claim that it's under the uh the fair use clause for uh the copy the digital millennium copyright act because mm-hmm. we don't make money once if we started making money then we would yeah, we would we be much stricter people. about licensing the content but each one we say we're under fair use for educational because if we're not making money and people are tuning into us the, the best our best argument is educational we could also say comedy the MCA allows you to use it for comedy, mm-hmm. but that's a little tougher. You know, it's like, ha, ah, look at is, that is funny, it funny windmill. Yeah,
0: is it funny? It's for for all intents and purposes, yeah, sure. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So you,
1: so you, you got this time lapse of this windmill. It's like one of your first. Bam! I got it um, of this windmill, and we're gonna steal it and use it as our cover. It's not stealing.
0: He just gave us permission. True. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "How much you gonna pay me for it?" He got paid already. Coffee and a donut. I got paid. Deal. It's good deal.
1: (laughs) Deal. I want prints. (laughs) I want a print of the windmill. I want it. I want it on the back wall. I want it in every single friendship snake photo. Put
2: it right there that we
1: publish. (laughs) Put it right over the um, whatever that beer that beer poster is there. Um, so so your first time lapse one was was with this windmill. It came out super cool. Um you had to spend 3 hours to capture this. And then how did it kind of go from there? I yeah, mean, like
0: would you say that's that's your like your first kind of milestone in your kind of journey as a photographer?
2: Um I guess so. Yeah, I'd say that. And then um from there I don't know. It just basically was like you know, what else can I do? Like like obviously I like keep doing stuff like that, but then it's like okay, like this thing looks cool, like I want to try this, I want to try that. I mean, you're watching like different like tutorial videos on YouTube, just learning new techniques or ideas. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna go try this. So um, uh, with that camera, it was very, very difficult, but like my parents go camping a lot in the Adirondacks and I happened to be up there visiting them. And uh, I just guess, I guess I got kind of lucky. I don't know exactly which trip, but um, you know, up there, if you, have the right conditions it's so dark you can like actually sometimes at night see the milky way like very faintly um but that night i just set up my camera and i was like all right let's see what happens and i was able to like get you know not a very good shot but um got some shots of the milky way and uh so those like you don't want to do a time lapse or else you know it's going to be you're going to have this, the movement in the stars you want it like super pinpoint um so that you see it the best and uh uh so yeah i like did that one night just kind of messing around and i was like okay this is cool and then like started learning and like how to do it better and like upgraded you know over the years like upgraded gear to like have better gear that would like you know get better results not just for that like but for everything and um yeah that's i mean the milky way stuff's really cool you've probably seen uh some of the photos like on my instagram feed um but you have to have like the right conditions and then half the time like
1: yeah because you got clouds you're fucked
2: yeah you would go out like if you especially if you were trying to hike i mean you obviously could look at the weather and like check out to see if it's going to be a clear night but you never know Mm -hmm. like like i went out um this year and sometimes you can't even trust the weather because it might be like you know a little cloudy on your weather app but like who knows if it's really cloudy or not and we like got out to this location and i was like oh i'll try to shoot this and then like it was like clouds rolled in as we drove there and it's now, like now okay you drove up and wasted your night
1: clouds will fuck you when you're trying to shoot the stars mm-hmm. right which the, those stars are fake by the way the government paints them there because you're yeah, right the yeah. earth is flat but um <laughs> um so it kind of fucks you when you're doing the stars but doesn't it help when you're when you're uh uh shooting like in the daylight it can uh, depending on like what you're trying to go for but
2: like the clouds act as like a giant diffuser, so the light is soft, and you're not going to have
1: like harsh shadows on your face and different things. That was one of the biggest surprises to me, um, and I didn't I didn't learn this until I don't know maybe maybe ten years ago or so, mm-hmm. or so when um, when we were doing our our photos um, uh, for the wedding the wedding party uh, right before the reception started. You know that period of time where everybody kind of goes off in his cocktail hour but the the wedding party has to go somewhere to try to find photos it happened to be raining that day Mm -hmm. and um my um my brother-in-law's photographer and he said and and i'm like oh man it sucks that the sun's behind the clouds and he's like no it's actually perfect i'm like why why would it be perfect for the sun to be behind the clouds it seems like you want this bright ass sun to be shining on all of us
2: well that's probably, like, more in the middle of the day as well, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's your, your wedding you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, in the middle of the day, the sun is straight above. And, like, I mean, just look at the ceiling light here. And, like, look at, like, Wade's face. He's got a hat on. Half of his face is dark because the light mm. is from above. So, you get, like, really unflattering shadows um, anytime you have the light above you. So, you know, behind the clouds, it kind of just acts as, like, a giant... You know, the light is coming from everywhere rather than just, like, straight above you. But if it's, like, in the evening and the sun is off on the horizon, right. then it's beautiful because you can, like, have the sun behind yeah, and you'll get, like, backlighting on you. Mm-hmm. So it's like having a light behind you, like, to, like, kind of give you a little bit of a...
1: I don't think people think of that, you know? I don't think people think of that when, when they're out taking photos. I, I don't think they think about, like like, how the clouds can actually help. The photos for that day.
2: Unless you're like a girl who takes Instagram selfies all the time, probably. Right.
1: But as long as she, in that case, she has to like kind of turn towards the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, she's had to be like staring directly into the sun, which I heard actually is good for your eyes. It is, yeah. If,
0: yeah, well, that. the sun's not real. It's, so. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's actually. It's a giant bulb, the it, government installed.
1: Yeah, it's actually a
0: big. It's, it's a big glowing.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a, he, he would have so many problems. It's a big glowing ball of vitamin D. And it just shines, but it's so D powerful
0: that they have to replace it, yeah. like every twelve hours or so, or mm-hmm. it depends on where mm-hmm. where they replace the bulb. That's why nighttime happens. Yeah, it's because they got to turn it off yeah. and replace the bulb. That's right. Yeah. What happens when that guy dies? Who's gonna replace the bulb? That's a good question. I don't know. Let's hire somebody else. I think he's got a backup. The Illuminati Maybe. will hire someone else. Mm-hmm. The lizard people too. Speaking uh-huh. of lizard people, Instagram. <laughs> how much of a role did Instagram play for you Act Like, obviously, you have the support of us, like your friends, and, like, encouragement from them. But was Instagram something that, like, you got exposure to kind of strangers that started to kind of comment on your work or how much?
2: Yeah, Instagram is, like, how anybody, like, with any business or, you know, photography, video, any type of media – um, it's like the easiest way to have people see your work because everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's always on there, you know, like, Oh, I want to check out this, uh, you know, this place, let me look on Instagram to see like what it looks like, or like if people like it or whatever. But, um, yeah, Instagram's huge. So like, yeah, you would, you know, and Facebook a little bit, but Instagram, you know, people would comment on your stuff and, you know, you'd be able to, like, share your stuff with people. So that's probably how, um, so, like, my photos, a couple of them have made it into um, a couple of the Adirondack magazines. And yeah. uh you know, without Instagram, nobody would ever have.
0: Right, know, because that's I'm thinking, like, where do you get your exposure from and where do you, and on top of that, does it double as, like, okay, my friends are always going to back me, right? They're always going to encourage me. But I've, you know, i struggle struggled with this as well as far as, What's my real worth? Like, what if I put it out there to strangers? Yeah, your friends and your family
2: are always going to be like, "Oh, I love this." Right? It could be crap. Right? You know, they're not going to tell you even if it is.
1: Good job, you pooped. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to hurt their friends. they congratulate you on everything that you do because of because they love you, not necessarily because it was good. mm -hmm. And it's very misleading.
0: So, is did you find Instagram like kind of like? did it help you in that regard to kind of validate some of your work outside of like your friends and family? I
2: don't I don't know if it necessarily did cuz I mean even on like on Instagram no one's going to give you re- real feedback and be like, "Oh, this is garbage."
1: You know. That's the weird part too, right? Cuz
2: everybody just wants
1: they just share, they click, they
2: like. Yeah, and, and like I feel like a night. lot of Instagram, maybe, maybe, yeah, definitely now. Like they'll follow you, and they like want to get you to follow them back. So they're not going to be like rude to you and be right. like, oh, I don't like your work. Like everybody. It bases, like their value on how many followers
1: they have. Mm-hmm. So like It's such a strange thing. Yeah. It's such it's a kind strange of like thing. Like you've talked nobody about does that black on f- mirror on here before. Yeah, you know. nobody does that on Facebook. They aren't like, "Oh, I'm so popular on Facebook." But on Instagram and Twitter, like it's it's important how many followers you have. That's that's your influencing power that you have on other people. Well, it's I mean, now you have like social media influencers like, you people do, that you yeah. do it as a job. Now, I'm I'm interested. I and I don't want to 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 leave the instagram topic but i'm interested from like a business perspective right so just I i i work a day job and then in between that and my real life i try to be an entrepreneur and try to run a business and uh i mean when i when i texted you last night about this podcast It took a while for you to get back to me because you were working as a photographer, Mm -hmm. right? So you have like this kind of this business side of it where you have to tell the IRS, or maybe you don't, how much extra you're making. Um, they don't listen to our podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, they know um, how much I make. <laughs> so you have to, you know, you, you but you, you're kind of running this business on the side where you have to, uh, you have to sit down with people and you have to talk to them about what they want. You have to give them an expectation of price, and then you have to hope that you can deliver on the quality of what they expected. Talk a little bit about the business side, like what first of all, like you know, compared to your day job, you know, if if you were to keep growing at a certain rate, would it ever take over, first of all, right? Could it actually ever be your, your full-time job? Um, second of all, what are the struggles that you run into? Is it even worth your time or is it more like like something that you like doing and you know, if you can make some money while you do it, that's how you're going to do it? Like, mm-hmm. c- Can you give us an idea? Because I think a lot of people listening, they have that one dream that they want to follow and they might even be trying to do it, right? I mean, we have a good friend that we went to high school with, right? Kenny Bach um he has a lot of skills himself right the guy could freaking make anything out of metal
0: wood yeah whatever, he's right? amazing he's, he's my number amazing. one draft pick in the apo- in the event of a zombie apocalypse yeah he's terrific
1: but like have you seen his mother's business uh i don't think so she's making like a whole bunch of homemade stuff soaps and candles and and, and a lot of little like like artisan things right mm-hmm. she should probably she should probably get in touch with your girlfriend um, but she makes a lot of things and she sells them right out of her home. Mm-hmm. Her home is is very very centrally located in the middle of fucking nowhere, so nobody's just going to stop by, right? Why would they? And she doesn't necessarily have somebody in her life that's spending all of this time um, trying to push her product on Etsy or trying to you know push the Facebook promotions or the Instagram promotions and trying to get the clicks on her content. Um, I, I remember in high school, I remember her doing the calligraphy work for huge banners, right? That's pretty cool. Now you just go to a print shop and get it printed. It doesn't really make sense to pay a human to paint a cursive a cursive C or whatever. But uh, and maybe it still does make sense. I guess it depends. You know, time, time is money. It depends how much your time is worth. But uh, how... But, but, like, I think about her product and how original some of her products are and how much time she puts into some of her products. And, and I, I don't know how much money she makes off of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very good quality stuff. Like, how how is – explain, explain like, like, you trying to jump from hobby into business and kind of where it is now and where you think it's going to go. Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, when I was just, you know,
2: posting photos uh, – you know right when i started out um people be oh that's cool you know this and that and then like randomly uh well like my niece was growing up i would like take photos for my sister of my niece and then like i would have friends reach out and be like oh i love like your photos of the ender you know why don't you take some photos of like my one-year-old or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh so i was just like oh it's nothing i've really done before but sure let's try it and um you know, I did a lot of stuff for, like, friends or family or, like, my niece and uh, my other niece. and, um, You know, you have a lot of people that you know hire you for that or you do it for free for a while.
1: And it's tough, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, how much do you charge one of your best friends to take pictures of his kid that you see all the time?
2: Right. or Or do you not you know like do you
1: say like oh like let me just do this for you because and if you're if you have good friends they're like you know i would have paid somebody i'll at least pay you the same amount right right?" if they are good friends but other friends they're like oh no i'm gonna get a deal out of this Mm -hmm. i'm friends with a photographer that's what's tough with anything when you have like a small
2: business or like anything that you do and you have a friend everybody wants a deal yeah you see like all the uh you know the shop local things and it's like you give your you know hundred dollars to nike but you'd like try to you know, get your friend's product that has a business for, like, pennies on the dollar, like, where you should be, like, trying to rip Nike off and supporting your friend or whatever. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I started doing a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, it was good practice, and I learned a lot. And, uh, you know, just kind of, like, I still I do, you know, weddings here and there, but I've, I've never really, like, you know...
1: It's you a never side tried to, thing, you know. What yeah, I mean? you never tried to book like like sixteen weekends in a row, right?
2: Well, I wouldn't be able to. I mean, day job, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, and you work in retail, so you have no choice but to work certain weekends, right? Right. Yeah, we um, have a
2: requirement. you But know?
1: like, walk us through the process. Like, so so you filmed a wedding last night. Um, first of all, was it uh, was it a lead from a friend? Was it just a friend? Um, did you sit down and talk pricing beforehand? Did you and, and, If there's certain things you want to leave out because the person that that you shot, you know, you want want to keep some of that private, that's fine. But paint us a picture of, you know, you're going to do a wedding. Paint us a picture of how this all starts because somehow they got to find you, right?
2: Right. So, I mean, they're either going to find you from Google, your website, Instagram, social media, or by word of mouth. Um, So, like, the particular one from yesterday was kind of more of a word of mouth thing because it was somebody... It was like a friend of a friend's sister. Okay. Um, so, like, they reached out. They actually weren't even going to have, um, like, professional wedding photos at all. Right. Um, it was like a small 30 people kind mm-hmm. of like almost like in a little elopement type ceremony. Yeah. A beautiful place. But um, so, you know, the person that hired me basically gifted it to the bride and groom. Oh. Uh, which was nice, you know, of them to do that. But, yeah. Um, But uh, basically, you know, I deal with everything now, Um, unless you have the ability to meet and sit down and have like a coffee or something. Um, You know, if they hired me and they wanted me to do uh, engagement session and like their full wedding and this and that, we probably would have like met up and, you know, made sure like that we're a good fit. And yeah, you know, you get to know them through their engagement session a little bit but these people we had ha- actually had met before. Um, but, uh, you know, we just pretty much did everything through, um, this, it's kind of like an invoicing slash billing app that mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. But, um, so you just kinda, you can talk on there, you know, it's basically like emailing back and forth. And then, um, the particular one that I use, it's got contracts. So you can actually like fill out contracts and proposals, invoices uh, they can pay right online so it's actually really nice you know you can do all that digitally instead of having to drive somebody i mean these people i don't even think they lived around here so like right. it's not like they're gonna drive hours to come right to sit you know, down little hang little out tough. beforehand and like talk about it um so that works really well it, it's actually pretty amazing
1: now what about ownership? How does that? That's got to be a strange, strange area of, of photography.
2: Um, yeah. And I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of changed a lot over the years. Like, I remember when, like, we were growing up, for instance, you know, you'd go to, like, Mr. Tornator to have your senior picture taken. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, back then it was film and you'd just go to his front house in his, like, little studio and sit there and you wouldn't get a, you know, there was no digital. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it existed back then. And uh, I mean, you probably deal with it with your kids at school when they have like photo day. Yeah, you it don't feels like, very just old get the digital yeah. file. Like they will sell you a package of photos. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, if you go to any, you know, JC, any of the regular like department store photo. Uh, you know jc penny or different places like they're going to try to sell you a photo package right and uh that's how photography has always been mm-hmm. but more and more now with digital a lot of people offer you know online downloading of your images yeah um, but most of the time unless you give up the rights to that specifically mm-hmm. in your contract like the photographer owns those images okay you just you just license them you know to them people you say okay i'm gonna give you a you know, an unlimited time frame license for you and your spouse or family or whoever you choose to be able to like print and distribute those images. You're not really supposed to like crop or edit them, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of photographers run into issues where some people take, you know, a beautiful photo that they took and they're like, Oh, let me put it on Instagram and they like, click a filter and it changes the look of it. And
1: it right. doesn't represent what they wanted to have out there. But, um, that's, I mean, it, it, it it sounds like like an edge case because the majority of the time, right? You you give the the digital versions to this couple, and they're going to use them. They're only going to use them for a limited period of time. If it's a if it's a wedding, or even if it's kid photos, right? They might it, like a memory comes up, and they're like, "Oh, remember this?" Right. But for the most part, there's no feelings hurt, right? But then in those exceptions, there's there can be some some pretty serious consequences, right? Like. Like like you said, it it can it can almost ruin the, the 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 reputation. But even more so, like I saw um, I saw an article and it was about a guy who's he put his photos in public domain on the internet, and the all of those public domain photo collections ended up getting uh, uh, taken and put into calendars mm-hmm. at Walmart. And what the the problem that he had was was that just because it was public domain didn't mean. It technically meant that they didn't have to give it to, to him. But the fact that they were selling calendars with it, he's like, the least they could have done is reached out to me. Mm-hmm. The least they could have done and said, hey, would you like some money for this out of courtesy? Because we're going to be printing it and putting it in all the Walmarts in the United States. Um, but then other photographers I saw chiming in on him and being like, you're a dumbass. Stop devaluing photos. Right. It's your own mm-hmm. fault. Don't give it away for free and then be upset when it's being used for free. And it, to me it's almost like this this tug of war, this back and forth. And I, I kind of understand it because, you know, let's say, let's say I'm 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 here in, in, in Wade's backyard, right? And I'm looking out and I look at his pond. And I'm like, you know what, that's a beautiful pond. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna take a photo of that. L- let's say Wade paid to make that pond. Let's say Wade planted the trees. Mm-hmm right? Let's say his kids were part of the photo and his furniture was part of the photo and it just looked great to begin with. When I take a photo of that, in most instances of the world where it comes to ownership, Wade owns just as much as I do. I just happen to take a photo He owned the scene. In the physical world, yeah. Yeah, in the physical world, he owns Mm -hmm. the scene. But photography is a completely different world. Right. In photography, you can own a picture of my kid's face more than I do. Mm -hmm. That's a strange concept. Right, right. And I can understand why people fight over it. I mean, how weird is that, right? How weird is it that you get to say whether my kid's photo is on Time Magazine? It's weird. Yeah, copyright
0: is is really... If you think about it, you're like, well, that's my likeness. That's my likeness. But, like, you wouldn't say that if somebody painted you. Right. Like, a realistic, like, water paint or watercolor version of you. Like, you wouldn't think, like, well, I deserve part of that. Like, because (laughs) it's like, no. You know what I mean? So, if you look at it from that aspect, from the artist kind of aspect, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, now, here's the other thing, though. It's If it's, I guess it all depends. You know what I mean? Like, if your likeness... If if you're using trying to use someone's likeness to bolster your thing, like I would expect the person that you're using to expect some sort of compensation, maybe not mo- monetarily wise, but like to maybe attach their name with it, like right. if it's a headshot or something. It depends like on that. what
2: you're using the photo for. So, um, if you just like were walking down the street and I like saw Wade and Wade was like, you know, famous or had some reason I wanted to use Wade like to advertise on my website, for instance, or like you know maybe uh i took wade's photo and target was like you know for some advertisement target wanted wade to approved. have wade in his in the photo, photo. <laughs> like you would have to I'm, i've never been into this situation personally but i feel like you would need to talk to wade and make sure that he has some type of release right to allow that um technically you probably don't have to but like Right, I if Wade saying. wants to come after you and be like, "Hey, you're using my, you know, picture of me," um, blah blah blah, like it could, there could be an issue. I don't know. The, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. you know, all the details of that. But um, I mean, typically, if you're doing like a wedding or like family photos or whatnot, I, I would assume even when you go to like, you know, a photo lab like JC Penney or whatever, like you're gonna have to sign a waiver to basically say, like, I allow you to like take photos of, especially like if you have like your child. Mm-hmm. You know, like things can, you know, you you have to like, yeah. You're the parent, and you're the guardian. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to permission, you know. Give yeah, yeah. Permission you can't somebody...
1: plaster my kid's face all over the place, right? But, and like that contract still... might
2: say, like, hey, I'll let you take these photos, but I don't want you to use them yeah. for commercial advertisement because I don't want my photo uh, for my kid on the internet or whatever. Right. Or yeah. if
1: we do, maybe the contract would, would 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 have something outlined on how we deal with that. Right, Like, you know, maybe you get 90%, but I still get 10. Mm-hmm. Something
0: along those lines. Yeah, if he becomes like the face of your, you know, your, maybe no. not your company, but the face of your advertisement campaign. You know what now, I mean? No, you had, you
1: had this happen, right? Wasn't there a magazine that took one of your photos, um. when, uh, one of your Adirondack photos, and you ended up. I think you ended up working something out with them, right? But wasn't there a situation where one of your photos was used? Because I remember a conversation occurring.
2: I'm trying to remember. Um, I've had my photos on some websites um, that I gave permission, I think. I mean, this is going back a ways, but uh, um, my photo's definitely been in some magazines, but all the magazines have contacted me um, because, like... You know, they have to actually get the high res
1: version of that. Sure. And like, you know. Are they available through Apple News Plus? Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not um, sure.
1: But like, like one of them that I specifically remember was, um, I think that it was, you know, maybe I'm thinking of this wrong, uh, Act, but wasn't there one, it was like an online webs, it was like a website, but they didn't have the budget to pay for it. And you're like, no, go ahead, take it. Take it, just give me credit. Wasn't there was some type of a, like Adirondack type thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that was like way back when they uh, put my, I think it's still up. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking of the same one, it was um, Visit visit Adirondacks
1: has like a tourism website. Now, how does that work? Because in that case, it's almost like a donation to charity, right? You could almost write that off. Probably. Right? You could say, I donated a $200 photo. Right. Like the license to a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, um.
2: Probably. I've never thought of it, you know. But you got um,
1: to write some more stuff off there, and yeah, give probably. away more photos. Yeah. Just give away the shitty ones. Yeah. No, just kidding. Because like then 10 people will think everything's worth. shitty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but uh, um, yeah, they uh, that particular one they reached out and they're like, "We're doing, uh, you know, some page on um, I think it was like Adirondack scenic byways, and mm-hmm. they were just looking for some images to kind of go along with like." some of the description pages on different routes through the Adirondacks. And uh, I had a photo of um, between Tupper Lake and Long Lake, there was like this really long stretch. It's like, I don't know how many miles, maybe like 10 or 20 miles. And uh, I just had a photo of like the road going down for as far as you could see with like, you know, the trees and whatnot. And uh, they wanted to use it on their site. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like then they have the credit on there, which is kind of cool. I think pretty sure it's still up and uh but then like with some of the magazines yeah how does
1: that work do they usually give you a couple bucks
2: yeah i mean they probably like most would have a budget and they would say hey you know we like your your image Mm -hmm. we'd like to put it in this magazine this is what our budget is and uh you know if you choose to do
1: it they have a contract and whatnot so let's say um let's just say like National Geographic does a does a piece on the Adirondacks mm-hmm. they find your website they find out that that your Adirondack photography is is up there right they look at all the they look at all the people taking photos of mountains in upstate New York and yours happens happen to stand out above the rest whether it's some weird windmill that's just conveniently powered off whether it's an old barn whether it's the Milky Way or you've got a whole bunch of stars going around the North Star which is I don't know if it's common. I don't know if it happens once a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if, if your camera is more expensive than theirs. But let's say they reach out to you. Um, I mean, we we can all imagine that you're not going to get the money back that it took to travel, that it took to set up. But what what type of offer do they usually come in with? Um, I mean, it's not a lot. Like we talk in ten, we talk in a hundred, we talking hundreds. Um, probably depending on the magazine.
2: Mm-hmm. So like, I think. This one place, you know, it was like, hey, I, we have like a, a small thing we'd like to use a photo for. And we have like a $50 budget, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, because like, you've already cool. taken
1: it. It's part of your collection. You did yeah. it as a then, personal like, thing.
2: You know, some people would be like, that's laughable, yeah. you know, depending
1: on like where they're at. Um, do they say $50 with accreditation? Right. Yeah. 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 So for yeah. you, it's almost like. Well, well you're, getting yeah, you're getting published. You're yeah, getting published, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, they're validating you. But um, then there's got to be other photographers that are like, "Come on, I'm trying to make a career off of this stuff. Stop, right, right. stop under, stop putting a, a low value on what we're doing."
2: So it depends on the place. Like this magazine, for instance, isn't going to ever have any of their work in it anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not really going to hurt them for the most part, right. you know. Except is like the industry as a whole. Maybe the industry changes, as a whole, yeah. You know? Um, that could hurt them in the long run, but, uh, you know, I mean, if they're not going to get it from me, they're going to get it from somewhere. Right. You know?
1: Now, have you ever thought about going on to like the shutter stocks and stuff like that? Because it, it seems know, like a lot of people are driving there.
2: Yeah. i I actually have never submitted to any of those. But you, um, but you
1: know what I'm talking about? Wait, you know what I'm talking about I too, don't right? actually know. So you ever do a Google image search and you find out that it's watermarked. So if you try taking the photo, it's going to have this weird watermark on it. Yeah. A lot of those are from these picture hoarding websites. And what they do is they try to find pictures that are either under a liberal license or they have the artists go directly to their website and sell through there. And the reason they call it shutter stock, the idea of stock, right, and you can probably educate us on this a little bit too, the idea of stock photography is, I let's say I'm, I'm opening up a cafe and I want to advertise my cafe, instead of having people come in and take pictures of my cafe, which might interrupt my business hours, instead I'll find pictures of cafes online. I'll find one that looks very similar to my storefront and then I'll use that. So if I want to buy up advertising space, I'll buy stock photography and it's kind of like a generic cafe. Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll put something in there that makes it look like it's, it's your cafe, but you buy stock photography. It's not great for, for, for specialized businesses like that, but where it works out really well is like you ever like you're sitting down in the doctor's office and you're flipping through and you want to find out whether or not you need a prostate exam and they got a booklet on it. The doctor that's in there. He ain't a doctor, right? He's just a model. That's part of the stock photography pamphlets. And with the stock photography, you can either pay extra and be the only one that gets access to that doctor photo, or you can pay a lower price and you can be part of a shared pool. So I might use the same doctor as some other hospital uses. The pamphlets almost look identical when you flip through them because they're both through the same collection and it kind of looks silly. But unless you read a lot of prostate exam pamphlets... Or a lot of doctor's pamphlets. Doesn't Nobody really cares. Right, right, It's just a picture to try to attract the eye to it. Well, the stock photography websites have kind of taken over. So like when you go and do an image search, you see those those watermarks? If you want it without the watermark, you have to pay licensing on it. And like I said, you can either get exclusive rights, which is great. Then that picture of that barn or that windmill, I'm the only one that gets to buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you pay a much smaller price and you get to just use it once. Um, But it seems like it could be a potential for revenue. But it could also be like you could find your photos everywhere with these fucking Shutterstock watermarks on them.
2: Right, right. So I've never submitted anything to there. Um, Like the Adirondack photography, I don't think I ever would. But like a, a lot of stuff you see on Shutterstock, like, you know, you go out and take a picture of a coffee cup and you'd have like yeah a hundred photos of like coffee cups in different scenes. And then you'd like submit them to Shutterstock or like, you know, like that doctor image. The person who took that probably did like, you know, a hundred different doctor images. and I want an
1: Asian doctor. Yeah, I whatever it
2: flip. is. And like puts them on there. And I know a lot of people, like, especially when I first started out, um, made a lot of money off of sh- like Shutterstock
1: or like mm-hmm. different stock photo websites, but no, I've never done anything with any of that. It works with art as well. Yeah. So the photo might be valuable, but you might also want to use some, some illustration, you know, it might be like a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Somebody has an illustrative light bulb and you want that to be the cover of your pamphlet and you want exclusivity on that. You go to Shutterstock and you get the light bulb. So it works for photography, but it also works for, for some, um, some, some art. Right. So, and I know, I know we're over a two hour mark here, but, um, So from a, I want to kind of kind of like wrap up this whole business side because, um, you know, you look at you just probably just closing out your 2018 taxes, Mm -hmm. right? You know exactly how much your photography business made. IRS might not know, but you know, right? So you know exactly how much you made. You know how much you made with your day job, and uh, there's ways that you could push your photography business further, right? There's ways that you could scale it back. What do you like what do you see do you do you think it would take one big break and then you're like you know what I'm leaving the retail industry behind or is it more of something that you're seeing growing year after year that's a tough one um you know to take a plunge like that I don't know if it
2: would ever happen I'd be pretty cool you know if it did but uh I feel like a lot of people have a side hustle mm-hmm. that You know, you have to have your day job to, like, support your family or, like, just pay your bills, whatever your your situation is. Um, So, you know, the thing that you do on the side could be a hobby or you could make money off of it. Maybe you try to make money off of it, but you don't because, you know, there's a lot of expenses with it as well. But um, I feel like to make it successful, like, actually successful, you kind of have to get to the point where you leave your day job, right? Um,
1: because there's only so many hours in the day. Because like I closed out last year, right? The, well, the year before, not this tax season, but last year, I closed out and I looked at my taxes, and I'm like, okay, I'm making a pretty decent salary with, with my day job, mm-hmm. but my side hustle is actually paying me the same amount, right? It was like fifty fifty for mm-hmm. the amount of money I made for the year. How, where are you at? Are you like, is it like a tenth? Is it like a hundredth? Oh, it's not
2: much. You know, I didn't really do a whole lot this year, anyway. Yeah, if, um, but I, I actually started doing a lot of real estate. Oh, um, so I've been doing okay. real estate photography.
1: That's got to be nice because it's nice. It's you don't have to worry about kids posing just right and smiling and picking their nose. Yeah,
2: I mean, you do have to deal with homeowners and real estate agents, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I enjoy it. Um, real estate photography doesn't. Pay as much, gotcha. Um, because there's like a price point that realtors are willing to pay, so like it varies depending on where you're at.
1: But like, what about around, editing? Do they make you edit a lot? Oh, or? I edit. Yeah, like I, I I do all of it. And that's another thing, right? I mean, if you add up your your hour your hours, photos that have zero editing are going to make you more money per hour than right. Well, I don't right? think there's
2: any photos that have zero editing, but really? I mean, some could have minimal editing versus mm-hmm. others. So, I mean, real estate pretty much. The way i shoot you have well you have to edit no matter what but like there's a a rough amount of time it's like pretty consistent on how long each photo will take you to edit because there's certain things that you do but it doesn't pay as much though huh it doesn't pay as much but like steadier would you say it's steadier and like you can also depending on your market and like who you're working with you could you know set up like five shoots in a row on on like a whatever day you're going out um so you could do a bunch of shoots right in a row schedule them you know as long as you don't have to travel too far because most of real estate markets you know it's kind of like you don't have a realtor that's working in syracuse and in utica right you know. so you're going to be close by for the most part and uh you know the editing definitely is going to take a little bit of time but um, you know, if you're doing a bunch of shoots or if you're doing some higher end houses, you know, some of the rates like I have different packages that I offer. So like, like a small like house is going to be a little too? cheaper. Yeah.
1: Do, do you do some of like the panoramic stuff?
2: No. no. I just do like wide angle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending like wide angle, I don't do any panoramic um, I feel like people do that with cell phones sometimes with
1: like yeah you know, the panoramic mode, but they don't look very good. No, um, no it's weird because it has to find overlapping pieces of all right. your photos, and then it ends up cropping out a bunch of stuff or bleeding it. Mm-hmm. The bleeding is weird. Yeah,
2: because yeah. Because ha-
1: it will it doesn't want to leave an empty portion as you're flipping because like a big triangle missing which is black is going to look bad. So yeah, it'll be like, it'll fade from like that the, the color of that wall. It'll just fade that color up and it'll just look like somebody smudged the yeah, photo. Yeah,
2: you can get some pretty bad panorama photos with phones and whatnot. But I mean, photos in general of houses, it's... They're difficult to to take with a phone because you're going to have a dark corner. You're going to have a bright light Mm -hmm. and a lot of phones. I mean, phones are coming a long way, but they're never going to be as good as, you know, a professional camera with all the editing and different things. But um, yeah, real estate's been fun. Um, But like as far as your original question with like to to ever think about going full time, like as far as my situation, um, I don't make enough off of it to... To, like, have that, you know, as a train of thought right now. But, like, maybe someday. I mean, who knows? You know, you don't know what will happen. You'll blow but up after uh, our
0: podcast. So we got a qu- 30 people are Here's a question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned Mr. Corey, who's obviously a friend of the show. um, friend of all of us. childhood friend. com or com. Mr. Corky. <laughs> so, he is a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. Like, so you at least have someone that you can kind of say, I mean, different because he does like models and things like that. He does like like,
2: commercial, I mean, he's in New York City, so he does a lot of commercial work with all sorts of different companies. So you kind of,
0: can you, would you say like, okay, if I were to model myself, like if I wanted to go professional, this is what I would have to do. Do you see a path there or is it kind of, you're not really interested in doing kind of what he kind of does?
2: Well, that path you'd pretty much have to move to like. Yeah, you got to the move city a place or the you to live in like LA or something like that. If you're going to try to work with,
1: um, the businesses like he does. Yeah. I'm looking uh, right now. He's got like Mark Jacobs. Um, he's got like, like watch companies, a lot of, a lot of like, uh, like nail polishes. And right. There's a picture of a pool. Oh, he's got, it's got the time lapse in the sky. Which one? Oh man. I don't know if I can zip back to it. I'm like Cory Maywalt Dot com. Corey's a good friend of ours, by the way. Um, Someday, well, I, wonder I wonder if the it's the one that uh, we actually went out together. That well, one. is oh, there a, a hot tub? So could wondering. be that one.
0: Is there a hot tub in the? It was? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it'll be a second before it looks. Oh, through. I know what one
0: you're
2: talking about.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like over the top of a pool, and then yeah, you see yeah. The background. I
2: forget. I think it's like St.
1: Lucia or something. Yeah, um, I think it's coming up next here, but uh, his yeah, his seemed to be a lot around. Like you said, he would have to be in the city because he needs he needs. Oh, there it is. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you there? Because if so, why no, didn't you invite I me? I wasn't there. <laughs> but yeah, you got to have the businesses around you, right? Well, the businesses, the studios, the...
2: The industry, know, I guess. Yeah, really. the whole industry is... Like, New York City is where that all happens. Like, period. But uh, I don't think that I would ever be interested in and like that type of photography really anyway
1: and it took him a long time to make it there right i mean he was just doing like like some of the side work for a long time he was doing like
0: Before, furniture photography for a while yeah there. i think
2: he had a he had a full time job doing photography for a business and then and i then don't like know like overnight exact situation got- but he decided to move
1: yeah, then overnight, he's got Nixon Watch knocking on his door, right? Well, but it's not overnight, yeah. right? It was years and years and years of being in the industry, renting out photo booths, you know, being the guy that helps the guy taking the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been doing it a long
2: time. I can't even remember. He uh, moved from here to Brooklyn, I don't know, probably more than 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Time flies. And
1: now we're all gray.
2: Yeah, but... um. Yeah. I don't know. As far as, uh, you know, the side business, you pretty much, you either have to hustle and have, you know, no free time, or mm-hmm. eventually maybe you get to the point where you can quit your day job and, you know, turn it into a career. But, uh, that's a tough one. I feel I feel like that's a big struggle with anybody that does a side thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At what point do you make enough for your day job and the other benefits, that right? They Plus for you, you know, if you're
2: if you're a freelancer or self-employed, you have to pay self-employment taxes. You have to deal with health care.
0: Well, that's health care right there is is a fucking yeah. And I'm not getting into politics, but it's like if mm-hmm. health care wasn't a thing, you probably would have more people. Yeah. At it would least be less scary. Yeah. Them, that's what's yeah. holding
1: me up. My my employer, my daytime employer, um, pays me thirty thousand a year just in benefits alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good salary for a lot of people in mm-hmm. this area. And, yeah, and that's on top of that's what you on top make. of what they pay me. Right. That's yeah. just in benefits or
2: like vacation time. hmm
1: yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't know. There's a lot of things. Sick time. Yeah. Yeah. 401K. Vacation time. Yeah. You don't think of vacation time, but you're right. If you if you run your own business, there's nobody. You don't. Wor- if you don't work
2: for a week, then mm-hmm. you don't have any money. Right. I mean, obviously, if you're running your own business, you're hopefully not they- working like
1: the girl that cuts my hair yeah. i mean she I she, she really hair. struggles to take time off mm-hmm. number one it offsets her customers she's booked every day every day she works she's booked from the moment she gets there until the moment she leaves mm-hmm. and then you know in addition to that she has to she has to offset them she has to kind of like schedule them away from that week which Screws up her schedule for months. Right. It backs everybody up, it backs her up. That's tough. And she's gotta she's gotta know that she's not making money that right. way. Well, most like, people get paid when they're on vacation.
2: Exactly. Or like real estate for instance. I mean like I'm actually going on vacation on April 9th. I'm taking off. Like have to let them know, like, hey, I'm not going to be available from the 9th till whatever. Like, and you risk needs... them finding a better photographer. Right. Or, just, or, they, or they, they have to wait. Or, or they, like, just yeah. don't have photos of that house and they do cell phone photos or whatever. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to... Uh, we're driving. We're going down to uh, Georgia. So she's in a conference. And then we're stopping at a couple different places. But
1: Any uh, photo ops that you're going to take while you're there?
2: Yeah, there's... Um, I should probably start researching a little bit more, but, uh, we're going to, uh, Savannah, Georgia and I've never been, but there's like
0: a monstrous, uh, St. Paddy's day party that they down there. It's like huge.
2: Yeah. There's, um, there's some type of, I think it's like a historic site. I can't think of the name, but there's, you know, it's like kind of a famous like road that has trees and, uh, there's like a lot of buildings and houses on this property, But I think still people live there, too. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that's like a very popular destination. I'd have to Google it. But uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff. And then on the way home, um, I think we're going to try to stop at Smoky Mountain National Park. I'm not sure
1: exactly for how long yet, but I don't know much about it. I'm going to have to research a little bit. Now, Um, um, for the listeners that like photography and everybody likes photos, um, will you be sharing these? Will you be sharing these photos to like uh, like your your website or your Instagram afterwards? Yeah, they'll definitely be on Instagram. I don't
2: really update my website as much as I should. Well, yeah, but, wherever, uh, whatever's uh, the easiest. Uh, Instagram, Instagram it, is where it's at. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's well, Instagram kind of forces you to use your phone, mm-hmm. right? So when you're on the road, it kind of makes sense. And uh, yeah, to go back and do the website, website's like a portfolio, right? Yeah, you you're not going to put everything on there. On occasion, yeah. and like
2: Instagram stories now. Right. I mean, we could talk about Instagram. You should probably just do a podcast on Instagram, honestly. <laughs> we should. Wade I and I, I are kind of new it. to it.
1: Um, I don't <laughs> mind saying that. Wade and I are kind of new to it. Um, yeah. We're very frustrated by it because we're we're still in the PC world. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very difficult to publish to it from a PC. It's almost impossible. Right, yeah. right. I
0: have to do everything from my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do an episode on Instagram. But um, but yeah, so if they follow you, what's what's your uh, what's your tag on Instagram? Uh, Instagram is just Ackerman Photo. So That's Ackerman it. Photo on Instagram, you will see these pictures. Um, you said in April, we'll see when I post them. You just have to follow now and see what you see. Follow now. That's what and I'm saying. What <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they can follow now. Yeah, you get you might get thirty followers. Watch out. We'll see. <laughs> That's a really I'll probably awesome. go down. <laughs> I'm unfollowing now It'll take your website down
0: Speaking of Too unfollowing it's, uh, we're, we're well over the two hour mark And uh, we're going to wrap it up now Act, thanks for coming on man I hope yeah, you come thanks on for again having for me. sure Absolutely, we'd love to have you again um, Everybody give it a listen, give it a like and Give it a follow uh, and a share We'd absolutely love to hear any of your feedback But until uh, next time we'll See you later